It's game day. And time for Red Rebel Football on your home for Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. The Rebel Radio crew is about to set the stage for what hopes to be another Red Rebel victory on the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. Tell Mama and them to get set for the Twin City Certified Maryville Game of the Week. And look out, because here come those Rebels. Game day to you and welcome to Rebel Radio live from Skeeter Shield Stadium, Jim Renfro Field on the campus of Maryville High School for the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week and the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and tonight the Rebels take another step towards Chattanooga if they can get past the visiting Bearden Bulldogs. The Bulldogs come into tonight at 7-4, and four, advancing from round number one with an impressive win over Kingsport Dobbins-Bennett. The Rebels come in at 8-3, and three, victorious over Morristown East. Can the Rebels muster another statement win and bring the Rebels closer to number 18? Well, we're about to find out. But as we look to preview round number two of the 2022 playoffs, Mr. Metz, how about them Rebels? Second round of 6A playoffs with quarterfinals in the balance. Let's go with Blake Shelton. Now, the old ribs are the best that I've ever seen. Got backers that can smell a three-back tail. They're a four-defender tracking machine. Peyton Cooper, Jacob Ritchie Richmond, the Frenchman, Isaiah French, the man-maker, Jason Manneker, combined for 25-plus tackles, a force fumble, a sack, and a fumble recovery on the Hurricane three-headed monster rushing attack, holding them to 16 yards rushing. Now, Bearden, you can consider yourself mighty lucky to get past the Indians in round one. But all this year that we've been here, Ain't nobody got past those Rebs. And the faithful sing, come on, somebody, why don't you run? The old Rebs are itching to have a little fun. Ben, <laughs> you never cease to amaze me, man. I, I love the, the hype there. Uh, but, Ben, uh, a huge game here tonight as uh, this is the first team that we get to see a second go of it. You know, a lot of times uh, this is going to be the path that the Rebels see most years is they're going to see a Farragut again. They're going to see uh, a Dobbins-Bennett possibly again. Uh, didn't play them in the regular season this year, but possibly uh, get to see a team's over again. But uh, this Bearden team, uh, they've changed a lot since we saw them there earlier in the year, and but I think the Rebels have changed a ton, too. Yeah. First year's head coach of the Bearden Bulldogs, and he's doing an exceptional job. He runs that spread formation, so tonight you're going to see lots of receivers, single back RPO, but on the defensive side of the ball, they've got eight defensive coaches that focus on packing the box, forcing the throw, Two tough linebackers, Eric Little and Sam Nico. But let's not forget about Gage Ledoux and what he's been doing, Wayne. 100-plus rushing yards in the first quarter against the Hurricanes. So I'm excited to see some football tonight. I think you're exactly right. But as the rain has been with us most of the day, I believe uh, we just had a lightning strike in the area, and they are sending both teams uh, to the respective uh, locker rooms. So that will most likely uh, delay the start of this football game. So we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out and what we need to do here in the pregame show to, to get prepared for that. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Ben, I think we can do our normal play. Uh, last week, a huge statement victory against Morristown. 
Chinese, 49 to nothing over the East High Hurricanes. And it was really a, a piece of the puzzle that really made that happen was Mr. DJ Gillens, the speedster, uh, the uh, me-pronounced fastest man in Blount County. Uh, he was our Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game a week ago. Two touchdowns and a lot of uh, his mobility, versatility that got him to that award. But was able to sit down with him earlier this week, talk about the Red Hot Minute, and get a lot of cool information about the Speedster that maybe we didn't know. Here's the Red Hot Minute with DJ Gillens. And we're pleased to be joined by last week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, DJ Gillens. DJ, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks, as always, for for giving us some time. I know uh, after Friday night, hope you had a great weekend, and you're obviously preparing very diligently for the matchup with Bearden. One of the the perks, we like to say, of of being the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game is being on this week's Red Hot Minute. Again, a 60-second shotgun-style questions just to teach our listeners a little bit more about DJ, more about the Rebels that they may not know. Are you ready? I am ready. The game begins in three, two, one. All right, DJ, what is your favorite junk food? Junk food? I I like sunflower seeds. I know that's kind of weird, but yeah. Good deal. Favorite video game or board game? Okay, video game. I like 2K a lot. I play that in Call of Duty a lot. Okay, favorite holiday? Um, Christmas. Favorite superhero? Batman. On a scale of one to all Madden, rate your gaming ability. All Madden. On a scale of one to ten, or a scale of one to Carrie Underwood, rate your karaoke skills. Ooh, three. Favorite ice cream flavor? Oreo cookies and cream. Most used social media platform? Instagram. If you could have any vehicle to drive, what would it be? Audi I-8. And if you could attend any sporting event for free, what would it be? Super Bowl. Good call. Good call. You you outlasted this week's Red Hot Minute, DJ. Answered a lot of really cool questions. It's something, there's something about that running back position or that speedster. You like fast cars as well. The linemen all wanted trucks, and you, Gage, and Noah all want uh, cars that go extremely fast. So uh, I think there's got to be some correlation there. But, DJ, uh, as always, appreciate the time. I know you're working hard to get ready for bearding this week, so appreciate the time uh, doing the Red Hot Minute. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And that has been the Red Hot Minute with last week's Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Week, DJ Gillens. Let's take us a break, listen to some great sponsors. When we come back, more of the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser, radio voice of Maryville, Red Rebel football. And from all of us at Rebel Radio here on Veterans Day, we want to give a big salute and shout out to all of our veterans, active military, past and present. We understand that freedom isn't free, and we salute you for your service. Thanks as always, and yes, go Rebels. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Ball. 
And welcome back to Maryville High School in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week and the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, uh, false alarm, just must have been timing, no lightning in the area. So we are we are on schedule here. Just a mass exodus off the football field uh, made me think that was possibly the uh, the outcome there. But uh, wasn't that a great red-hot minute with DJ? He's uh, he, he likes sunflower seeds. That's his junk food of choice. I'm like, that may be the healthiest thing I consume all week. Yeah, and they make different flavors now, so you can get, like, pickle, cheeseburger, Little Caesars pizza. It doesn't matter. You can get Taco Bell. There's yeah. a Taco Bell one. Maybe my favorite. Yeah. But, anyway, we digress. But, uh, but Ben, uh, also, uh, you know, we talked about last week, and, and really I don't want to undersell the, the, the emphasis or the, the importance of a 49 to nothing victory in round number one. Uh, East High had come into that game uh, having over 600 yards of total offense, two out of their last three football games. Maryville's defense held them under 100 uh, here on uh, Jim Renfro Field. Uh, ben, that's a that's a huge statement. That's a that's a locked in approach, and that defense uh, that we keep talking about, uh, they understand their their importance in the overall success of this football team. If teams can't score points, it takes pressure off this offense. Yeah, Morristown East was a team that averaged over 250 yards rushing in the regular 6A season, and they come out they come out last week 16 yards rushing against this defense. One of nine on third downs. And let's not forget about the fumble number, Wayne. One of six, they had six fumbles on the evening. Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit off air, and I think we're going to get there. Uh, but talk about the efficiency that this team has really kind of found the last couple weeks. Uh, the second half of Bradley Central, that seems to be the, the switch that, that turned the key. Uh, but last week, I believe only four penalties uh, on the whole night, and, and some of those coming late with some young substitutions. Uh, this is a team that doesn't hurt themselves the last couple games. Yes, yeah, so we talked about it. They're playing cleaner football than they've played all season. Um, starting back at the, the Cleveland game, they had nine penalties, and right now they're somewhere around four penalties per ball game. So they've really cleaned it up on both sides of the ball. And they're not making those penalties at uh, opportune times for the, oppo- for the opponent. Um, so that's been very impressive for the Red Rebels. Right, absolutely. Uh, but uh, turning the page to this second-round matchup with Bearden, again, a, a familiar foe, and sometimes that's a benefit for you, and sometimes there's some some uh, opportunity for some uh, complacency to creep in. I uh, was able to sit down earlier this week with Coach Derek Hunt, talk about the great victory that was round number one, but also flip the switch and talk about what's going to happen here against Bearden tonight. Here's the, the interview from the coach, and we're pretty excited to, for you guys to hear it. Here's the coach. And we're pleased to be joined by the head football coach of your Maryville Red Rebels, Coach Derek Hunt. Coach, uh, congratulations, number one, on the round number one victory a week ago. And uh, appreciate the time here leading into week number two. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Coach, uh, a really uh, a statement win there in round number one, a shutout performance against Morristown East. One of the more complete performances there of the year and really a dominating performance there at home. Yeah, it was a great night for us. I was really excited about the way we played and 
happy for our kids to kind of keep that momentum going that we built, you know, down at Bradley at the end of the year. So thought defense was really, really good and, and uh, locked in. And then offensively, we were able to create some explosive plays, which was exciting because, you know, that's kind of been our Achilles heel this year, I feel like. So uh, it was really good to see going into round two and, and hopefully we can continue to do that. You know, talk about explosive plays. I thought early on and maybe even throughout, uh, there was some non-usual suspects uh, as the uh, as the benefactors or the receiving end of that play. Uh, DJ Gillens, Jax Kirby, two guys that have had had impacts in, in games this year, uh, but it looked like Friday night they were a point of emphasis. Yeah, I mean, Jax is somebody who's just continued to get better throughout the year, and, and, and obviously he's a guy that we know we're going to count on each game now that we're able to play. Um, you know, a senior who he was definitely in the mix in the beginning of the year. We just, um, you know, just might have taken him a few a few weeks to find his way, but he's, he's continued to improve and probably separated himself, you know, at that X position and just one of the best route runners we have on the team. So I was really excited to watch him perform well last week, made two, you know, two great routes on the both touchdown catches and you know Matthew was able to throw him a nice ball for scores um DJ Gillens is the other one and uh you know he's obviously got an asset in that speed of his and it's just a matter of trying to find ways to get him the ball in space so that he can he can go make plays like that well and he was last week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game and and when he was talking post game we were we were trying to walk through a couple of those runs a lot of them uh yards after touch or after catch was the huge component there uh one of those I'm pretty sure he ran about a hundred yards to get about 40 yards yes and and uh the first one was just on a jet sweep which is a play we've ran many times this year and you know he's just you know the thing i love about dj is you know you get him on the edge you don't have to block everybody so well because he can just outrun him and so uh obviously it's really really nice to have the second touchdown he scored you know the long run was the reverse kind of the pitch reverse and uh, and i agree he, he he it was probably a, a 50 60 yard touchdown but it was he ran about 130 yards and from one side of the field to the other and and got to show off his speed and that was so much fun dj is good a football player he is he's a better kid he's just so humble and kind and such a great teammate and he has just been a huge addition to this football team well, uh, my, my little boy was at the game Friday night, and, and he said about DJ's long run, he said, Dad, it looked like they were running the snake. If you're a listener out there, the snake is a sideline-to-sideline running thing that they do as a, uh, a reward-slash-punishment uh, moving forward. So I thought it was funny that uh, he likened that to really one of the more uh, athletic things that they, they do. DJ was able to do the Red Hot Minute with us earlier in the week, and uh, a humble kid, you, you spoke about that, but really, uh, he's, he's one of the first high school kids that when I said what's your favorite uh, junk food he said sunflower seeds yeah that's an interesting one right there I'll have to get on to him about that and I'm like how question, is that junk food? question that answer I feel like it's yeah. if it grows like naturally it, I mean I would I'd probably count that as you know that would be one of the healthier things I eat but anyway yeah well uh, <laughs> it makes sense he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him so <laughs> move it. great kid and good to see him finally just explode there Friday night you talked about it a little bit uh, as we talked about the victory there at Bradley and then kind of moving into Morristown East week. That identity or that that kind of clarity that came in the second half of Bradley, it continued to pour into the Morristown East victory. This team has found another gear from an efficiency standpoint, but there's a confidence that this team's kind of rolling with out of round number one. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can play well like we did last week, you're going to feel good about it. You're going to feel confident about it. And, and we certainly do. However, 
a different opponent this week, you know, and, and we play a Bearden team who we played early in the year. They've improved a ton since then. I think we've improved quite a bit too, but this is one of the best defenses that we'd seen all year, and they've only gotten healthier and better. Um, we're going to have our, our it's we're going to have uh, our work cut out for us. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, I think just from watching them on tape, even the games that they have lost have been really close games, and you know, th- this could very easily be a one-loss team coming in here Friday night, and they're playing with a ton of confidence going on the road and beating Dobbins Bennett in round one. So uh, kind of an upset victory there. And, you know, they have all of our attention. If we don't play well, they're definitely good enough good enough to beat us. And, and Coach, how uh, how is it – how difficult is it, I, I guess, in a uh, keeping motivated or, or pushing uh, that, uh, that kind of growing point? Uh, when you've played a team before, you were able to get the victory. Uh, and, and really, like, how do you keep the, the – the gas pedal down, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, sometimes that's a challenge, you know, in the playoffs when you're playing a, a repeat opponent. But it's not been this week because I think our guys have understood how much better they are and how hard they are playing. Bearden plays a ton of seniors on defense. Their quarterback, while just a sophomore, he started last year as a freshman, super athletic, you know, runs it really well. They throw it a lot. They've got weapons on the perimeter. So, um, you know, and then again, their front seven on defense is, it might be the best that we've seen, you know, them and West, I would say, they're right up there with them. So, you know, it's going to be a physical game, but to keep our kids focused, it's not been difficult because when you turn on the tape of the last few games Bearden's played, it just jumps out at you like how much better they've gotten. So I think our kids realize what we're up against this week. You know, it's not going to be easy. Well, and and uh, it, the good thing is it's at home. How how big has that been, especially going into to the playoffs, to be able to kind of capture that one seed but all ultimately uh, hold on to this uh, one seed as long as we keep playing? Yeah, I mean, it's huge because you get to play at home, and that's that's really all there is to it. You want to be the region champ because you want to play at home as long as you can. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if, if we're able to win this game, we'll get to be at home again, you know. But um, our, obviously all of our focus right now is just on Friday night. Well, Coach, I, I know Friday night's uh, going to be a good one. Uh, weather has continued to bless us here uh, in the early parts of November. Great weather, no humidity. Uh, I feel like East Tennessee, a lot of times those things don't match. But, uh, uh, but Coach, I know you're going to have them ready to play and, uh, and go get them Friday night, and let's, uh, let's keep playing. Yes, sir. That would be awesome. Well, that has been the Coach Derek Hunt interview right here on the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. Let's take us a break. Listen to a couple great sponsors. When we come back, more pregame right here from Skeeter Shield Stadium. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. You can get a Kitchen Tune-Up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories or save time and money with cabinet refacing. Remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. And welcome back to Maryville High School right here for the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And, uh, Ben, you, you talk about uh, a coach that's locked in. Coach Derek Hunt, that interview, uh, I was part of the interview, and I still enjoyed listening to that. Uh, but really a guy who's, who understands the the impact of playing a team a second time, but understanding that it's a one-game mentality here in the postseason. You've got to do what's necessary to beat Bearden here tonight to even have an opportunity to have another home game. 
Yeah, I love it. And and the element that he talked about, Wayne, regarding Jackson, DJ, being that added flavor to this offense, what it's going to do, it's going to spread out those backers, okay? It's going to spread the defense It's going to spread the defense out and force them to go into zone coverage. And you know what that does? It opens up those gaps on the line of scrimmage, gives Gage and Jonah Arms a path to the end zone. Yeah, and, and you know, talk about Bearden a little bit. We talked about the uh, the 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 record that they come into tonight at seven and four. Uh, again, winners in round number one over Dobbins Bennett. But really, you look at this team. What what jumps off the page to me is their defensive ability. Uh, they haven't allowed but one team, or yeah, one team all year long to even crack the thirty mark, and uh, that was a thirty-five to twenty-eight loss to Anderson County. Just one that really got away from them on the road. Uh, this is a defense that really is going to give them the opportunity to keep it within a couple scores and see if Parrott and company uh, can draw it near. I think the big deal here is is to be able to score early. Yeah, compliments of the master of math, Ken Main. I've got some stats that will help you with that, Wayne. Uh, there are two linebackers, Eric Little and Sam Nico, on that second level. Nico's got 78 tackles on the year. Little's got 76. On that front line of scrimmage, the guy you've got to watch out for is Tyson Pirtle, number 52. He's coming into the ball game with 31 tackles and two sacks. So they're going to run a 3-4 defense. you got to get past that first line, and then the challenge is get past those backers and start making your way to the end zone. Well, and if you look at it, the the, the way to get past the, the linebackers was on the ground, 277 yards rushing uh, there last week against Morristown East 272 against uh, Bearden in the first matchup, uh, but looks like really defensively, uh, Maribel's going to have to kind of impact the throw game. Uh, Mr. Sam Tummins was a, was kind of a benefactor there in the first matchup. Uh, really got to get out on them, but I think corners and DBs over the course of this season for the Red Rebels have grown up a lot. Yeah, and you know me well. I like to use the burr in the boots. Sam Tummins in that first ball game. He caused a lot of havoc for us. He uh, he had eight receptions for 73 yards. He had four touchdowns, and he had two interceptions in that game that really kept Bearden in the ball game going in the second half. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, but uh, looks like the marching Red Rebels are making their way on to Jim Renfro Field, and hopefully here in just a quick second we'll have our national anthem. But, Ben, uh, I think you can say it a lot of different ways. you gotta, you got to hold Bearden down. You've got to score more points. You've got to do what you got to do to get the win. I think ultimately – that's what you got to do here. The weather's came in. I think I jinxed Coach Hunt, talked about how good the weather had been in East Tennessee. And then, of course, it's rained the last couple couple days, all day today. So, uh, uh, again, all that's past us. It's a beautiful night here uh, at Skeeter Shield Stadium. And uh, you just got to go win. Yeah, and to, and to compliment what you're saying, Wayne, Drew Parrott, I'm going to preface and say for a sophomore, 1,700, over 1,700 yards passing and 15 touchdowns. That's an excellent job for a sophomore quarterback. However, he has 12 interceptions on the season. It's very important tonight to get pressure uh, off the edge on Parrott, make him uncomfortable, and see if we can get some turnovers. Yeah, and I think turnovers, we've been opportunistic uh, throughout the year. Last week of being another really good example of that, like you said, causing six fumbles, picking off uh, the quarterback for East a couple different times. So uh, Seals was his name. 
so I think there's a lot of ways uh, to impact this football game uh, without the football in our guys' hands. So uh, I think there's a way to shut Bearden down. But they're going to come in here. They're going to come in here. They've they've got a game's worth of uh, of impact, right? They've they've played Maryville before. They've been hit by Maryville before. They know the linebacking core, the defensive backs, their tendencies. So how hard? And, and you you have from your playing days. What what's the difficult side just mentally about playing a team a second time? Well, when you already know what to expect, you know what you faced in that first ball game. So if you're uh, Cannon Johnson, for example, you understand how Ethan Ford's going to approach that line of scrimmage. You know if he's going to hit you off the line of scrimmage. He knows how he's going to play you. So it's it's you already know what to expect. You just got to go out and execute. And it looks like, uh, I believe, the, the marching Red Rebels are, are getting ready for the national anthem. A moment of silence at this point here at Skeeter Shield Stadium. So what we're going to do is let that complete, and then we're going to uh, we're going to kick it down to the marching band uh, to let them bring us our national anthem. But, Ben, I, I think it's uh, – Coach Hunt said a couple years ago, and it, it's a statement that stuck with me over um, any time I've ever seen any adversity with his football team or, or really with anything uh, – Maribel's been stamping out complacency uh, for 30 years. So uh, we're going to kick it to the Marching Red Rebels. Let them give us tonight's rendition of the National Anthem here on Veterans Day. We want to salute those that are serving and have served. And here's our National Anthem. Under the direction of drum majors, Anil Adyung and Ethan Cheatwood. Thank you. Great rendition by the Marching Red Rebels. Ben, uh, let's take us a break. Again, on Memorial or on Veterans Day here at Skeeter Shield Stadium, uh, we recognize and salute those that have served and are serving. We'll be back with starting lineup, Hippies Keys to Victory, and kickoff here of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week on the flip side of the break. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week. But Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue 
and you can thank me later. I'm Wayne Kaiser, radio voice of Maryville Red Rebel Football, and from all of us at Rebel Radio here on Veterans Day, we want to give a big salute and shout out to all of our veterans, active military, past and present. We understand that freedom isn't free, and we salute you for your service. Thanks as always, and yes, go Rebels. Welcome back to Maryville High School, a sight unseen here at Skeeter Shield Stadium, Ben. The field is red, the end zones are lit up in white, and the faithful are getting to see the Rebels walk in front of them in the all-black unis. It's, it's a pretty electric environment right now. This is an intense setting right now to start the evening. Well, as the, the Rebels will be in their home black uniforms, black football pants, red and white stripes on either side, black football jerseys, red and white stripes on either shoulder pads, white numerals trimmed in red, and the traditional Rebel helmet with red Rebel script on either side. Uh, Bearden has yet to make it out there, but the sign says this morning, Ben, or this afternoon, uh, welcome back, dogs. Uh, we're sending you to the pound again because Rebels, I can't see that word, are, there for, are another. there for another playoff win. So the lights are red on the field, so it's very difficult. I do have good vision, just not with red lights on the field. But uh, but a great, uh, great display here. Uh, again, uh, you just couldn't ask for a better environment here tonight. The weather has gotten out of the way, and uh, and we're excited for football. Got a little ACDC going. Got the team getting fired up in the uh, end zone. We're ready. As the lights come back true, looks like Bearden is making their way on to Jim Renfro Field. They're going to be in their road white jerseys, maroon and silver stripes on, on either shoulder pad, silver numerals trimmed in maroon, and then they're going to have their maroon football pants and then their maroon, flat maroon helmets with their numbers on either side. So a very traditional look for Bearden as they bring it on the road here for a round two matchup with your Red Rebels. Here comes the train, Wayne. Yeah, as the Red Rebels have broken the paper, they've made it to the home sideline. Uh, let's kick it down to our sideline reporter. Uh, as the sidelines have lit up with Red Rebels, Mr. Hips, what's the hippies' keys to victory tonight? Yeah, fellas, I'm right here uh, with the team and in excitement already. Uh, to me, that's the first key of the game, leave off this excitement. Uh, live off the hype from this crowd. I mean, this is an incredible crowd that showed up tonight with all this uh, inclement weather that was in the area. So first key, live off the excitement. Second key, feed the defense. Uh, right here, Mr. Big Frankie Diaz standing here right here beside of me. He said this defense is ready to go. They're going to try to make uh, Mr. Parrott's night a little bit harder on him. Uh, Want to put him on the ground a couple of times. And offensively, Rely on that big offensive line and run the ball. We saw uh, Noah had a big game last time against Bearden. Uh, looking at Gates tonight having another big game for this Maryville offense. I think those are great keys to victory there, Mr. Hips. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back down with you soon. Uh, just uh, keep it crazy down there. Uh, but, Ben, I uh, want to take the starters for tonight's matchup. Again, starting on defense for the Red Rebels, the, the, the defensive front will be Caleb Graham, Frankie Diaz, and Jason Manneker. The linebacking core will be Peyton Cooper, Jacob Richmond, Brandon Husky, and Isaiah French. The cornerbacks will be Cannon Johnson and Hutton Jones, and the safeties, Zeke McCoy and Drew Wallace. The specialist, Corbin Price, will punt and kick. Long snapper Peyton Cooper and holder, 
Caleb Dunford. And then on the offensive front, tackles are Alex Boyd and Blake Heckman. Guards, Jay Adams and Houston Ratledge, and locked down by center, Cal Grubbs. The wide receiving core will be Zeke McCoy, Caleb Dunford, and DJ Gillins. And running back, Gage Ledoux, and fullback tight end, Jonah Arms. Matthew Klimmer is your quarterback, and the Red Rebels are coached by Coach Derek Hunt. Let's not forget, Cannon Johnson was at Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game last time. Wayne, 10 tackles, one pick, one forced fumble, three tackles for a loss against Beard, and he's got 42 on the season and second in picks with two. The uh, team captains for tonight's matchup for Bearden was Sam Nico, Eric Little, number 71, Brendan Relaford, and number 69, Owen Johnson. For the Red Rebels, number 8, Cannon Johnson, number 44, Peyton Cooper, number 93, Zeke Goen, and number 54, Cal Grubbs. Looks like Maribel has won the toss and wants the football, so they'll go on offense to start this one. And, again, I, th- I love that uh, that concept, Ben, as, uh, as you just want to set the tempo and get the momentum your way. Yeah, you want to establish the run early, get pressure on Parrott, cause the Hosky, and let's let's say this, Wayne, stop. It's Clemmer time. <laughs> I 10, love- 10 of 15, 127 yards passing, not to mention that beautiful pass he had across his body, 43 yards to Zeke McCoy for a touchdown. If you're just joining us, this is the, uh, the close of the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. And uh, we're about to have kickoff here from Maryville High School. Number 89 will do a little cough and kick. Kick this one away to the 19-yard line. He'll get it and get a head forward. Get across the 30-35. Maryville with the football. Moving left to right here on Jim Renfro. Nice return by uh, Price Davis, uh, the up man there that uh, that had a little run after. Yeah, made a catch down there near the 15 and tried to cut back towards the middle of the field. Number 19, Mugisha Ironside on the tackle for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Daniel Kiney, number 89, was the kicker. Uh, again, just trying to keep it away uh, from the speedsters deep for the Red Rebels. Clemmer will bring the troops out. We'll have one receiver to the left, and now stack set to the right. Gage will do in his back hip pocket. He's going to hand it. He's going to pitch it to Gage. Gage going to try to get wide. He gets across the 40, clears the first guy, gets across the 45. He's got some green in front of him. Nobody's going to catch him, man. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Rebels. Play number one. Shakes off a couple defenders and goes over to the beard and sideline, gets into the back corner of the end zone, turns back to the band and says, Rossin up that bow. Well, here's the thing. He went across the power M so hard. There wasn't a guy in this stadium that was going to track him down. Uh, Gage Ledoux, uh, a man among boys, as he gets out of a shoestring tackle and then just turns the wick up and, and marches his way for a touchdown. Denzo's scoreboard has changed. And now reads your Rebel 6, Bearden 0. Corbin Price to attempt. The kick is up. And the kick is doing. As it now reads, the Denso scoreboard reads 7 for your Red Rebels, 0 for the Bearden Bulldogs. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. From the Hep Roofing Studios, we want to be your roofer. This is WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7 Duke FM, your home for Maryville Rebels football. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you 
you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a first down to a touchdown. Well, I got a chance here. Let me clear my throat. Welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. If you were late to the thing or your clock was set wrong, you may have missed that first touchdown. Gage Ledoux scampers for a long 64-yard touchdown run on play number one. Enzo scoreboard now reads seven for your Red Rebels, zero for the visiting Bearden Bulldogs. Yeah, he got to that 50-yard line. Chas Smith got his arms around him, but he shook him off, went all the way to the end zone. Corbin Price is going to kick this one away. It'll be returnable from the eight. It looks like uh, the Bearden Bulldog is going to get free. He's going to get wide. Gets across the 40-yard line up near the 45. They're going to give him the 45, and that's going to be number 13, Tory Beaufort. Made a nice cut back towards the Maribel sideline before number 52, Jack Carter, brings him down to the turf. Well, and I think it got to Beaufort quickly because really Maryville had yet to get downfield. Just had a lot of green and some people overcommitted. But again, Bearden sets up shop at their own 45-yard line, going right to left here on Jim Renfro. Uh, really good field position here with their opening drive, down 7-0. See the back that's in in there with Parrott. Parrott's going to be in shotgun. He'll take the snap, looks to deliver out in the flat. It's going to quickly get to the receiver. He's going to get the football across the 50, across the 45 of Maryville, and down to the 43. Eventually taken down by Isaiah French and Hutton Jones. There was a good block put on Hutton, but he comes in and makes a good tackle. I think Ethan Ford was the intended receiver that made the catch, a little bobble catch, but made it none the least. First down, Bearden. Barrett will stay in shotgun. He gets the handoff. No, he hands it there to number 22. He's going to get right side, get a few yards, and then get ushered out of bounds by a host of Rebels. It's going to be number 22, Preshawn Brown. Gets to the outside near the Bearden sidelines, and Dr. Jones is right there waiting on him. It's going to be second and a long six on the scoreboard. 11-01 to play. Maryville up 7-0. You can tell they remember last ball game. They're not going Cannon Johnson's way. Yeah, number three, Sam Tummins, going to be stacked up right here. Look for the uh, the long and lean uh, to see if he can't get a pass. It's going to be Parrott looking to throw. He's going to get it out in the flat to 16. 16 gets across the 35, and then he's going to be cut down by the cannonball, Cannon Johnson. Yeah, they get the ball out in the flat, and Cannon just breaks down. He's ready for him and just takes his legs out from underneath of him. Nice play, Cannon. Ethan Ford with a pickup of five. It's going to bring up third and one. Going to check out Ford. Going to check in. Looks like number 13, Beaufort. So we'll see. This is a big third down for Bearden. Again, a play number one touchdown for Gage Ledoux is how this game is, uh, or how the scoreboard has changed. They're going to hand it off to number nine. Nine is going to get straight ahead forward. Looks like he's going to get a needed one. Looks like he's going to get a full two. That's going to be a Bearden touchdown. Number nine, Kai Ironside on the carry. Yeah, Ironside runs up the hash marks there, cuts the B gap, gets past the first level, and then eventually taken down by Peyton Cooper, number 44. I think I said touchdown, Ben. I meant first down. I that's call, what, that's I, what I, I got you. Yeah, Ben was with me. I'm ben was with me. But anyway, uh, we're going to hope that that ladder doesn't happen. But uh, Parrott's going to stay in shotgun formation. He'll have two receivers to the right. A high snap, a hot snap. He's going to try to deliver it out in the flat to number nine. Number nine, Ironside with the football. He's going to turn it upfield just beyond the hash. And he's going to get it inside the 20-yard line down to the 18. It'll be another first down beard. 
Had a lot of cushion over there, but the deep routes on the right side of the field caused that. Play action pass to the flat, eventually taken down by number 12, Hutton Jones. Looks like very limited impact uh, in between the tackles. They're going to try to use the edge. They're going to quickly hand it off to Ironside yet again, and he is going to go straight ahead forward, pick up a couple, and he's going to be down at the 15-yard line. Again, Maryville's 15-yard line, 9.27 to play. Maryville leads 7 to nothing over Beard. Cooper and Brandon Husky in on that tackle. Husky had six tackles, three for a loss, and one sack against the Hurricanes last week. Yeah, a defense that's going to make some adjustments off of this opening possession. But Bearden, again, bringing the heat here in their opening run, just trying to trying to level the score here. Yeah, lots of receivers, RPO. Let's see how it goes. They're going to check out. They're going to check out Preshawn Brown. They're going to check in, looks like maybe Beaufort, and they're going to check him in. He's going to go right off left guard, get across the 10-yard line, down near the 7, and I think that's going to be number 23. That's going to be Jason Thompson. Makes a counter play. Isaiah French slows him down a little bit by tripping him up around the knees and eventually taken down by number 43, Jacob Richmond. They're going to quickly reset the chains. It will be first and goal, Bearden, uh, from the 7-yard line. Parrott and company, uh, two receivers to the right. It's going to have Preshawn Brown to the back. Parrott's going to take it by himself. He's going to try to get wide. He is going to be caught near the original line of scrimmage. I'm going to say he picked up a yard, but he paid for it. Yeah, Isaiah French is the benefactor of that play. He made a cut on the corner to push him to the outside to where he couldn't get that big yardage and get to the pylon. Nice play by Isaiah French. Well, and Parrott, uh, again, that's a that's a play that if you you start to incorporate a quarterback keeper, uh, he's a very smart guy. That's a that's going to be tough to defend. 8:03 to play here in the first quarter. Again, Maryville leads seven to nothing. But Bearden knocking on the door at the Maryville six-yard line. Parrott's with a high snap. He's going to fake to Preshawn Brown. Wants to throw it. He's going to deliver to the intended receiver in the goal line. It's going to be number 16, Ethan Ford. And they're going to say he held on to it. Touchdown, Bearden. And the Denzo scoreboard has changed. Cannon Johnson pleading his case. He made some contact as the ball was up in the air. He thinks the ball was loose and an incomplete pass. And I think they're going to agree with him. I think they're going to give him the, the kind of muffed catch there. And, uh, you know, give uh, give the defender a lot of credit. They locked in on uh, Ethan Ford and rocked his uh, rocked his backside as uh, he was hit in the end zone. You get a lot of street cred when you win that Smoky Mountain Axe house. Third and goal. Third down and goal from the six-yard line. Again, 747 to play here in the first. And the Rebels lead seven to nothing. Looks like there's going to be a lot of substitution, possibly a timeout here. Like Caleb Graham is going to check out for the Red Rebels. Check in a new, looks like Maddox Stott will get in. Here comes Frankie Diaz sprinting onto the football field. Parrott and company cleans his gloves on his towel. He'll have Preshawn Brown to his right. He'll have one receiver to the right, two to the left. He's wanting to throw it, a little shake-off pass, and it is going to be, we're going to see where they catch it. Incomplete pass. So he may have caught it out of bounds. But they're going to say incomplete as it goes. Fourth and goal from the six-yard line. Huge moment for Bearden right here. Do they they go for it? Yeah, throw a sleeping bag on him, Wayne. Hutton Jones was all over him. Nice coverage. Yeah, he's. Uh, it was a two-for-one special. You get my two hands on your two hands. But 7.41 to play, and it looks like Bearden just wants some points. 
And they're going to bring on the field goal unit. It looks like that's going to be uh, Kiney yet again. He's going to be able to kick it from his own 12-yard line. And it is going to go up and through. And uh, number 89 uh, for the Bearden Bulldogs, Daniel Kiney, has changed the scoreboard for Bearden. And now read your Rebel 7, the visiting Bearden Bulldogs 3. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. Welcome back to Skeeter Shield Stadium, Jim Renfro Field on the campus of Maryville High School. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, for Bearden, 11 plays, 49 yards, 3 minutes, 58 time of possession, but only 3 points added to the scoreboard. Got to be a victory for the Red Rebels. It looks like Kiney's going to quickly kick this one out, and it is going to go straight out of bounds, not touch the playing surface, and that'll be a penalty. Maryville gets some extra yardage here. Yeah, on that previous drive, Wayne, 0 for 1 on third downs, and you know only 17 yards rushing right now for Bearden. So, I think they're executing pretty well up front. Yeah, and I think uh, you know again that first drive for Bearden is going to be a scripted drive. I think as the defense is on the sideline for Maryville, they are watching a lot of film. They're 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 adjusting to what they saw from Parrot and company. Clemmer will bring the troops to the line. He'll have two receivers to the right, stack set to the left. Going to have Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket. He'll take the snap. He'll give it. No, he'll keep it and pitch it out to Mr. Price Davis. Price Davis gets free, gets across the 50. He's going to get across the 45 of Bearden and down to the 41-yard line. They're going to give him the 42, and what a fake. Gage Ledoux exited the backfield like a cannon, and uh, Price Davis out in the flat. Good throw by Clemmer. Yeah, Jax Kirby runs a deep route, clears out the flat. Price gets it in the flat, runs for some big yardage. Running a little tempo quickly back to the line of scrimmage. They're going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right. Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket. No flip left. Going to stack uh, Jonah Arms to the left. Now they're going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. He gets off left tackle, and he is going to pile ahead forward down to the Bearden 38-yard line. Again, uh, nice pickup there on first down. It'll bring up second, six. Ran up the right hash mark, cut back near the B-gap. Tries to cut over to the left hash mark before eventually taken down by number 99, Nakia Winter for the Bearden Bulldogs. Zeke McCoy will check out of the football game, but with 6.35 to play in this one, Rebels lead 7-3 and on the march. Clemmer goes back to shotgun. He's going to have, no, looks like he's out in the flat. It's going to be Gage Ledoux running the uh, the hippo, the rhino, the large animal. He's going to move Jax Kirby into motion. And it looks like it's going to be a procedure penalty. Let's see who uh, who moved. They're going to say false start against the Red Rebels. I think Clemmer saw the safeties cover the receivers. There was no safety in the backfield, so he tried to snap it real quick uh, after they disguised, after they, they blew that assignment. Yeah, and uh, so it's going to back up the Red Rebels. So instead of uh, second and, uh, and six, it's going to be second and 11. Like they'll go back traditional. Clemmer back in, in shotgun. 
Two receivers to the right, one to the left. D.J. Gillen's out wide. Clemmer's going to take the shotgun snap, hands it to Gage Ledoux. Straight ahead forward, Gage is going to just roll his way forward and get near the 35-yard line of Bearden, down at the 36. It's going to be a nice pickup. It'll be third and four. Just running between the center and the guard. Just follows Cal, Cal Grubbs up the middle there and eventually taken down by number 11, Eric Little. 5.37 to play here in the first quarter. Maryville leads 7-3. A first play score by Gage Ledoux. Big 64-yard scamper. And then Bearden get near uh, near the goal line, down to the 6, and had to settle for a field goal. Clemmer's going to put Jonah Arms in motion right to left. Takes the shotgun snap. Fakes the handoff to Gage Ledoux. Now he's going to try to flip, flip it out in the flat to Jonah Arms, and it's going to be incomplete. But, Ben, uh, again, where they are on the football field, I expect the offense to stay out there. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, that that play was there. There was a lot of space but between the receiver and number seven, Cody Clow. Um, just didn't make the pass with the hand in the face. That's a difficult pass to make. Looks like they're going to move in. Cannon Johnson check out Jonah Arms. And looks like they're going to move DJ from right to left on the formation. Throughout the night, we're just going to watch that line of scrimmage. Blake Heckman on Tyson Pirtle. Watch Cal Grubbs on Tyson Pirtle. See if we get that push up front. It is an empty backfield as it looks like Matthew Clemmer is going to stay in shotgun. Three receivers to the left, two to the right. We're going to see. Looks like a, a procedure penalty. Bearden says it's it's uh, Maryville. Maryville says it's Bearden. But it looks like the White Hat says it's Maryville. And so it's going to be fourth and quite a bit longer. Does that change your, your decision here, Ben? Fourth and nine from the 41-yard line. Yeah, what you might see, you might see Clemmer do a little squib kick here, Wayne. They're going to check out Zeke McCoy. They're going to check in. Uh, looks like... Uh, Clemmer's going to have two receivers left, two to the right. Yeah, he's going to take a little step back, a little quick kick, and he is going to pooch this one away. It's going to be a nice pooch kick by Clemmer. It's going to take a unfortunate Bearden roll into the end zone. It will be a touchback. So probably a big win there for Bearden's defense as they turn back the Red Rebels, and they'll take over at their own 20-yard line. 5.07 to play. Maribel leads 7-3. to Uh, here in the first quarter of play. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Denso Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. Denso loves to cheer on their team, and now Denso is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour, depending on shift, and a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right, a high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings, competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at denzocareers.com slash Get in the game, join the Denso team, and start crafting your future today. Welcome back to Maryville High School in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Uh, as we were at break, uh, one play did happen. Looks like uh, Parrott tried to hit a Darian Patton deep down the field, cross midfield, incomplete, second and ten. 
Parrott's going to take the shotgun snap, hands it to Ironside. He tries to go right side, and he's going to be caught, met, and dropped by Peyton Cooper and others. But, uh, again, they're just trying to, to stay out of the middle and work the edges. Yeah, tried to make a cut over towards the Bearden sideline. Uh, Peyton Cooper was in on the tackle, but not only that, a good it was a good rip by Jacob Rich. Yeah, good rip indeed. Uh, but quickly, Parrott's gonna gonna check in a couple different players, and uh, he's gonna move things around. Looks like Preshawn Brown will be in the backfield with him, and he's gonna move. Looks like number 13 Beaufort out in the flank. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Brown in the backfield. High snap, little three, five-step drop, wants to throw it. It's going to hit pressure on Brown there at about the 28-yard line. And the troops corral. And they are going to get him, I believe, short, Ben. It's going to be fourth down. What a difference a series makes. Uh, last drive, very much methodical down the football field. Now they're faced with a fourth and three deep in their own territory and actually thought about it for a second. Looks like now they're going to bring the, the, the punt unit out and uh, kick this one away. Smart yeah, move. You know, that last play, they brought four, dropped three, but one of the thir- thir- one of the, the people they dropped back was Frankie Diaz, and Frankie Diaz was right there. You didn't expect him to sit there and make that tackle. Right, yeah, I, I thought, and they just dropped uh, Preshawn Brown out, kind of out in the flat. And it looks like should be a procedure against Bearden. Free snap penalty. See what they call. Dead ball. Ball start against the Bulldogs. So that'll uh, that'll back them up. And Jax Kirby can walk a little closer to midfield. He's going to be the deep man for Maryville. Uh, he's going to stand at uh, Maryville's 37-yard line. As I say that, he walks to the 38. And he's going to wait on the kick. Trying to get the number on the kicker. It's number 16, Ethan Ford. Per the, per the master of math. It's going to be a low snap. He's going to kick it away, a little side side foot kick, and it's going to bounce to the 40, and Kirby will take the fair catch at the Maryville 34-yard line. That's where the Red Rebels will bring their offense back out quickly, uh, dispatch that offensive outing there for, for Bearden, uh, get Clemmer and company back out there. Yeah, and Ethan Ford, not only does he have 534 receiving yards on the season and seven touchdowns, he's an excellent punter. He's got 36-yard average on the season on 33 attempts, so that kick right there shows you what a weapon he is for the defense. Looks like several two-way players for the Bulldogs as Preshawn Brown's out there playing defensive back. But uh, looks like Clemmer wanted to get the hard count. 3-12 to play here in the first quarter. Maryville leads 7-3. He's going to be in shotgun formation, moves Jonah Arms. Now he's going to take the snap, hands it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to try to get clear. He's going to get around the first tackler and he is going to be stoved up and dropped. No gain. And Bearden says the ball came out. They agree with him. And it is the Bearden Bulldogs football at the Rebel 33-yard line. Fumble recovered by Preshawn Brown. Jonah Arms in the stack formation. Jay Adams is pulled over. Tries to follow him up the chute there and eventually taken down and fumble recovered by Preshawn. Well, and, and just good hands by Bearden to knock that one free and then, then the, the peace of mind to fall on it. But with 304, they're set up shop deep in Maryville territory at the Rebel 33-yard line going right to left here on Jim Renfro. Parrott quickly comes back out there. He's going to bring Ironside with him. He'll have three receivers to the right, none to the left. Looking to the sideline. Parrott's going to get the play. He's going to be in shotgun formation. 
Looks like they're wanting the, the play clock reset. Or maybe maybe they want the play clock started. I'm, yeah, there we go. Parrott's going to be in shotgun. He'll take the snap. Quickly looks right. He's going to deliver out in the flat. That's going to be to Ethan Ford. He's going to try to pick and choose. He gets through there. Ball on the ground again, and Maryville gets it back. do do and this time goes to the Red Rebels. Yeah, Isaiah French cuts in and makes him go to the outside. Jacob Richmond makes the strip, and Isaiah French recovers the fumble. Sometimes you just got to know when to go down, and at that point, at that point, he tried to get Ethan Ford, again, love the effort, but he tried to get one extra yard, and the punch came in, ball came out. Red Rebels reset on offense going left to right. Clemmer brings them out. It'll be first and ten, ball on the Rebel 30-yard line. It's going to quickly hand it to Gage LeDuc. Gage gets free on the left side. He's going to try to pile a bunch of Bulldogs up. He's going to get out to the 33-yard line. Pick up of three there on first down. It'll be second and seven. Made it past that first level, and he ran into Eric Little and Sam Nico. You get past that first level, you've got to get past that second level to get big yardage. It looks like one of the Bearden Bulldogs is still down on the field, so he'll get some uh, uh, some help there. Uh, but looks like Maryville uh, quickly going to get to the sideline, try to talk it out. But uh, uh, really um, – you know, I think uh, opportunistic is one thing, but the way that the uh, the defense went back out there and had the uh, ha- had the audacity really uh, to get the football back for the football team. So I think uh, it erased a uh, a miscue on the offense and allowed for Maryville's uh, for defense uh, to make an impact. Been a uh, uh, huge play by the defense as as Bearden's player gets up. I'm trying to get the number there. Looks like it's going to be Sam Nico. Uh, that's a huge. Uh, uh, any time he's out for a play, that's a huge out. Sam Nico, one of their big linebackers, a senior, uh, wish him the best and hope he's uh, he's going to be able to return tonight. Yeah, he's such an electric player. I hope, I hope he's all right. It's going to be Clemmer. Uh, going to have two receivers to the right. He'll have uh, a little stack set there to his right. It's going to move, uh, looks like Jonah Arms and Eli Elkins into motion. He's going to take the snap. He's going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. Gage uh, cuts right back into the uh, to the blockers, and he is going to pick up maybe a half yard. It'll be third and long. Tried to make a cutback north towards the middle of the field, and Eric Little was right there waiting on him. It's like a, a little combo tackle there for Bearden, and they're going to check out uh, Jonah Arms and Eli Elkins. They're going to check in Zeke McCoy and Cannon Johnson. Do they look to go to the air here? Uh, Bearden is selling out to stop Mr. Gage Ledoux. Third down, seven to go. Again, Maryville going left to right here on Jim Renfro in, in front of Bearden, seven to three. Clemmer's going to look to throw this football. He's going to get out flat. He's going to get to Zeke McCoy beyond the sticks up to the 44-yard line. They'll give him the 45, and that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. What a well-designed play. There was no safety help on either side. Jax Kirby does a post route. Zeke McCoy does an out route. Both both routes were open and easy for the pickings for Matthew Clemmer. Well, I, I love the patience. Matthew stood there flat-footed, looked to be calm, and delivered a good football. Zeke uh, corralled it in, understood the defender, was about to lay the lick, and uh, protected the football. Minute 34 to play here in the first quarter. Maryville leads 7-3. to Clemmer's going to have two receivers to the right, a little stack set to the left. He's going to take the shotgun snap, hands it to Gage Ledoux. Gage's going to get through the first guy, nearly through the second, Pick up a couple there on first down. It'll be second and eight 
All on the Maryville 47 yard line. Just tries to run right behind Cal Grubbs up towards the middle of the field. Eventually gets taken down by number nine, Kai Ironside. And there's Eric Little again, number 11, the linebacker, senior. Second down, eight yards to pl- yards to go. Maryville with the football again after a back-to-back turnover situation, first by the Rebels and by the Bulldogs. Lemmer's going to check the play at the line of scrimmage. We'll have two receivers to the right. Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket. He'll take the snap. Hands off to Gage. He's going to get left. He needs to shed the first guy, does. Sheds the second guy, but not the third. And he will be dropped for no gain. It's going to bring up third and eight for the Red Rebels as we're under a minute to play here in the quarter. Shred a couple tackles before Nakia Winter brought him down. And uh, as we uh, we kind of roll down this first quarter, Mr. Burns, Coach Burns, steps into the press box. He's keeping it in between the mayonnaise and the mustard way. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. 22 seconds to go here in this first quarter. Rebels look uh, uh, to just kind of let this one ride. Uh, they will have to snap the football or take a timeout. Uh, it looks like they're right on top of each other. Third down, a long eight. Matthew Clemmer and shotgun. Five. And looks like it's going to be too close to call. They'll say the quarter comes to an end. Uh, Will not be a penalty there. And it'll bring up uh, third down, nine to go at the end of the first quarter. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 1030. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 8 65681-6040. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Run like a rebel, run like a rebel. And welcome back to Maryville High School in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Looks like in the uh, end of quarter kind of flip here. Uh, Coach Hunt wanted a timeout there, did not get it. And he wanted them to know that he wasn't very happy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think I think he was right there next to the side judge, just trying to get trying to get that timeout call. Yeah, looks like uh, some emotion pouring out right here. I think it's just it's a very critical time in this football game. Maryville third and eight uh, upcoming. Like I said, a long eight, maybe short nine. Uh, and there, it looks like maybe the uh, the fussing may have uh, yielded something. They're going to have a one second on the clock, so technically still a first quarter play. Looks like we're going to get a delay of game penalty against the Red Rebels. It's going to be third and 14. I don't know what that was. (laughs) As they let the one second exhaust, it's going to be third and 13 as we start the second quarter of play. But, Ben, let's stay right here. Let's jump down. Uh, to Mr. Hips, down to the sideline to, to Mr. Chris Hips. Uh, turnover and a back-to-back turnovers. Uh, how's this defense feeling right now? Yeah, so the defense on both sides of the balls are playing incredible. Uh, and like you said, the offenses are uh, having a oops right now. Uh, you know, right then it was just a tough play with the uh, play clock being .6 seconds behind. I think the coaching staff believe they were supposed to actually be the end of the quarter and unfortunately got another delay of game penalty. 
Yeah, it's just an unfortunate sequence of events, but uh, a third and long. Uh, we'll see how the Rebels play it, but uh, keep safe down there, Chris. You staying dry? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I think Hippie said it best. I mean, this is a defensive football game up to this point. I mean, Marable's one for two on third downs. Bearden's 0 for two. Um, and there's been fumbles on both sides of the ball. Award, one awarded to Bearden, one awarded to Maribel. Well, they're going to come back out as they flip field for the second quarter of play. Maribel will now be headed toward the field house, going right to left here on Jim Renfro. Again, now leading the, the Bearden Bulldogs 7-3 to three, uh, and uh, trying to just reset here in the second quarter. Right now, 11 total plays for 114 yards for the Rebels, 14 plays for 60 yards for Bearden. Clemmer's going to roll the pocket to the right, wants to throw it, going to continue to roll. Now he's going to try to get rid of it. He's going to chuck it downfield, and it's going to go into Bearden's bench, and it will be incomplete. Brings up fourth down, hunt formation coming. Yeah, that play was intended downfield to Cannon Johnson. He was relieved in the cover package to Sam Tummings, and Sam, Sam Tummings took over that assignment immediately and didn't allow Cannon Johnson to get open. Clemmer throws it away. Yeah, they've watched a lot of good film. That option most likely is is available most times, uh, but just not here tonight, not on that occurrence. But uh, looks like they're going to bring Corbin Price in to punt this one away. Looks like deep for uh, deep for Bearden will be number three, Sam Tummins. 11.51 to play. Maribel leads 7-3. to three. Corbin Price will wait on the, the long snap. It's a good one. He's going to take it, kick it away. It's going to be a nice spinner. Tummins going to have to retreat. He's going to take it at the 15-yard line. Slips at first, and then T.J. Gillins tracks him down from behind. Nice little recovery there by Tummins. He's going to get out to his own 25. Uh, but D.J. Gillen's closing speed there. Yeah, Tummins got by Eli Cobble, but you're not going to be able to run away from D.J. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody in this county, maybe in this state, that's going to be able to do that, uh, especially in pads. But with uh, with 11.39, Bearden will bring the offense back out. It will be Parrott and company. We'll see, uh, we'll see if... Uh, who they, they bring out at the receiver position. Looks like it's going to be Beaufort and number 10. That's going to be Braden Perkins uh, out here to the right-hand side and then two more to the left. But looks like there's going to be a pre-snap penalty, uh, most likely against the Bulldogs. So they'll set up first and 15. It's going to be a false start, a legal procedure against Bearden. Be first and 15. Yeah, the back judge keeps having conversations with the center. Something's happening um, Right there by the center of the left guard. You know, we, we talked about keys to, to the game really being the, the clean brand of football. And just early on, looks like both teams are forcing the opposition into some uh, into some sticky situations. Parrott's going to be in shotgun. He'll take the snap. He's going to quickly hand it to the back. It looks like that's going to be Ironside. And he's going to get left, get a couple, and uh, it's going to be second down 13. Good job by Frankie Diaz and Isaiah French to not allow that hole to get any bigger than what it already was. They both break downhill and make a nice tackle. Looks like they're going to have trips to the uh, to the left. Well, now they check one of them out. We'll uh, see after the substitutions what the what the, the lineup looks like. Into the game, 56 B Husky. Two receivers to the left. Looks like a little stack set to the right. I have Ironside to his left hip pocket. It's going to be Parrott and Shotgun. He'll take a snap. A little three, five-step drop. Wants to throw it. It's going to throw it across the middle. Intended receiver. 
is number three, Sam Tummins. He's going to make the sure-handed catch up at the 34-yard line. Not a first down, but it's going to be third and short. Third and one. Just a little bit of a crossing route. Gets out in the in the left hash mark, turns around, makes a nice catch. Well, and again, Parrott stood in there, stepped into that throw, and, and just put a lot of velocity on it. 10-34 to play here in the second quarter. Maryville leads 7-3. An opening play touchdown by Gage Ledoux and a field goal by Kiney is how the score happened. Parrott's going to stay in shotgun. He'll have a stack set to the left. He'll have uh, looks like Ironside there. He's going to be met in the backfield, and he didn't get it, Ben. It is going to be fourth and one, maybe fourth and a long one. Tries to get to the outside, and Frankie Diaz just lays a slobber knocker on him. Well, this is a huge play for Bearden. Again, a momentum not necessarily on their side, but this defense for the Red Rebels, if they turn back Bearden, it could be an explosion. It looks like they're going to leave the offense out there. Tummins out wide. He's going to be on Cannon Johnson. It's going to be Parrott in the backfield. He'll have Ironside to his left. A lot of motion here. But a, a really tight set as they're going to put 17 in motion right to left. He's going to take the snap. He's going to hand it to the back, and he's going to slip on the turf monster. Turnover as it's going to be dropped in a loss, and he'll be dropped at the 31-yard line, and that's where the Rebels will take over on downs. Tried to make a cut up towards the middle of the field and just trips on a turf burr and falls to the ground. Yeah, tripped over his own foot as uh as he really uh, didn't get any traction there. And uh, and like I said, what it, what a bad time to not be able to find your footing. Rebels will uh, turn it back and will be deep in Bearden territory, first and ten. Clemmer and shotgun, two receivers to the left, one to the right. He'll take a low snap, looks to throw it out in the flat. That's going to be Jax Kirby. Good catch by Jax. And he's going to get a head forward to the, say, 25-yard line. It's going to be second down, long two. Just does a nice out route, about a five-yard out route, gets to the outside, eventually taken down by number 12, Chaz Smith. They're going to say he was out at the 26, so it's going to be third and a long three. Clemmer's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it off to Gage Ledoux. Gage gets right, gets free, gets across the 2015, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds. At, let's see where they, they mark him out. It's going to be inside the 15. I'm going to say out at the 13. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. Stacked heavy to the left side. Does a nice counterplay and runs towards the sidelines to get the first down. Looks like they're going to check out Zeke McCoy. We'll check in Peyton Cooper. Again, with 9.04 to go here in the second quarter. 7-3 lead for the Rebels. Bringing some beef in. Clemmer gets the play in. He's going to kick Jax Kirby, D.J. Gillens out wide. He'll have Gage Ledoux straight behind him. Watch the post with Jax Kirby. It's going to be a snap, a shotgun snap. He'll hand it to Gage Ledoux. Gage gets off right guard, does a little spin move, and kind of squirts out there inside the 10. He'll get down to the 9. Be second, second and 10, or second and 7 from the 9. Makes a cut up on the right hash mark towards the end zone, eventually taken down by Preshawn Brown, number 22. Second and seven. Again, ball on the nine-yard line. They can get a first down inside the three, uh, but uh, I think uh, a lot of plays are going to be around 
uh, the the end zone. But looks like uh, there's going to be a timeout on the field. You know, let's take one with them. Elite Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston Law Firm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. And welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maribel Game of the Week. As your Rebels lead the Beard and Bulldogs 7-3. to Matthew Clemmer in shotgun formation. He'll get the snap. Hands it off to Gage Ledoux. He's going to get left. He's going to try to get wide. He's going to get inside the 10. They're just going to say back to the line of scrimmage, no gain. And that's going to be third and seven from the nine. Tried to get to the outside towards the pylon. Number seven, Cody Clow makes the tackle. little shout out. Uh, again, got a lot of people listening in, checking in. Uh, Miss Bethany Pope and her dad uh, watching the, the broadcast, uh, actually watching on our NFHS partner tonight uh, is Duke 95.7 Duke FM is providing audio uh, for the NFH broadcast, NFHS broadcast here tonight at Maryville High School. So, Bethany and, and Father, thanks for, for watching. Absolutely. Clemmer's going to stay in shotgun again, third and seven. He's going to fake the handoff pitch back to Zeke McCoy. He wants to throw it. Zeke McCoy almost chucking it. And he's just going to have to tuck it and take a big loss. And it's going to bring up fourth and a long ways from the Maryville 16-yard line. Yeah, and compliments to number 99, Nakia Winter, who got in the backfield and had the wherewithal to see who had the football and to make the tackle for the Bearden Bulldogs. Well, and, and credit to their immediate push up, up front because they were in the backfield when Gage did the pitch to Zeke to really kind of close that gap. Zeke had a moment. Just didn't release it. Again, uh, I think wanted a little more time to get that play developed. But Corbin Price will be on to attempt a uh, a pretty good field goal. It's going to be a 33-yard attempt. Dunford will hold. Dunford hold is down. The kick is on its way. And we're going to see. They're going to say no good. Wide left. Wide left as Corbin Price had the leg, had the distance. Just wide left. 7.07 to play here in the second quarter. Maryville leads 7-3. to three. Really got turned back there on, on a big uh, big opportunity there. Well, in Corbin's defense, the last field goal he had was at the Cleveland game. It was a 38-yarder. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has been uh, he has been put in situations to have the distance in front of him. And, uh, again, just, uh, just, just a touch left there on that one. But uh, Maryville will bring the defense out. Bearden the offense. And Parrott and company, three receivers to the left, one to the right on play number one of this drive. Parrott and shotgun takes it. He's going to hand it to 23. 23 is going to try to spin his way out of the first tackle, and that is going to be number 23. That's going to be Jason Thompson for Bearden, and he's going to get ahead positive yardage, about four-yard pickup on the play, second and six. Wayne, that play was designed to come back towards the right, but Jason Manneker came in off the edge and pushed him to Frankie Diaz, who made the nice tackle. Some adjustments being made on the defensive front in the secondary uh, for Maryville, but looks like Parrott 
will flip his receivers to the right side. He's going to look to the right side, tries to deliver out in the flat. Going to get it to Beaufort, and number 13 Beaufort for Bearden is going to get ahead forward. Looks like, uh, where do they spot that? Looks like to be the 29-yard line, so it's going to be short of a first down. It'll be third and one. Ball gets thrown over in the flat, and waiting right there for him is Dr. Jones, the professor of archaeology, the obtainer <laughs> of rare antiquities, the enforcer of defense, Wayne. <laughs> if ben, ben knows his Indiana Jones, I'll say that. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's a big one. But uh, two, uh, they're going to have three receivers to the left, one to the right, and they're going to bring in big Preshawn Jones. He's going to get the carry. He's going to get straight ahead forward. Stoved up the first time. Stoved up the second. We're going to see. He looks like maybe third or fourth effort. Might have got the first down. They're going to give it to him out to the 31. First and 10, Beard. He made an initial spin off Caleb Graham, and Peyton Cooper just stands him upright. Yeah, look at uh, Jason Manneker's jersey right now, Ben. He, uh, we're, We have fully exposed shoulder pads. That's not supposed to happen. That's the man maker right there, Wayne. Yeah, 83. He's, he's finally got his uniform back in check, uh, but it took all all enforcement uh, to keep Manneker off of that one. It's going to be a fresh set of downs, first and 10 beard, and Parrott back at the controls, takes the shotgun snap. He's going to give the handoff, looks like, to number 13. Uh, that's going to be, oh, I'm sorry, 23. That's going to be Jason Thompson. And he's going to get a couple, second and eight. Number 43, Jacob Richmond is playing back in a zone coverage, and he drops down towards the sidelines and makes a nice tackle over there near the Maryville sideline. Under five to play here in the second quarter. Again, Maryville leads seven to three. That seven points came on the first play from scrimmage here tonight. Gage Ledoux, long touchdown run. High snap, but he's going to be corralled. Gets it to Preshawn Jones. He's going to be caught in the backfield. And the moose just pushes ahead. He's going to get about a half yard. That's going to be number 22, Preshawn Jones, on the carry for Bearden. Nice rip on the block by Brandon Husky to get in there and make that tackle. Number 56 for the Red Rebels. Third down, uh, a long seven. And uh, it will uh, kind of set up shop here. Looking to the sideline to get the play. Looks like Parrott has made his way all the way over to Coach Jones uh, on the Bearden sideline to get this one in. This is a team that's one of four on third down this evening. 4.09 and counting. Again, 14 seconds on the play clock, and Parrott's still on the sideline. Looks like they're going to check out Frankie, or they're going to check out Maddox Stock, get back in. Frankie Diaz on the Maryville defense. And if you're just joining us, again, appreciate all the listeners on 95.7 Duke FM. Check that out through the week as you really uh, you get a lot for your for your dollar there. As a you know, really good radio station, a lot of really good content there. And if you find a bad song, uh, you ain't, you're looking too hard. I'll say that the Duke's a really strong station partnering tonight uh, with our NFHS uh, uh, partners here in the booth, uh, giving some sound to the broadcast there on NFHS, and just appreciate that they included us in that opportunity. Yeah, through the workday, I listen to them all day. I'll sit there and play the drums on my desk, and all my coworkers around me absolutely love it. They compliment me on my karaoke skills being somewhere in that seven to eight range compared to the two ranges, DJ Gillens. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, definitely more with DJ, but uh, with 3.53, looks like they've taken a timeout on the field. Let's take a quick one with them. That's a Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. 
Stevenson Tire. Three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. And welcome back to Maryville High School in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. A third and seven turn fourth and seven with an intended pass to number three, Sam Tummins. High and incomplete. Cannon Johnson on the defense there. Nice uh, nice break there for the Rebel defense and good opportunity to get the football back here late in the second quarter. Runs an in route, and Cannon Johnson had the wherewithal to sit there and take him out while he was airborne. Ethan Ford will be in pump formation for Bearden. He'll stand at his own 19-yard line. Again, going left to right. It's going to be a high snap. He's going to have to get it down, and it is going to be a line driver that takes a Bearden bounce, and it is going to go down to the 25-yard line, and that's uh, that's probably the best that could have happened for Bearden right there. It never got more than five, six feet off the ground. How unlucky can you be on a bounce? Yeah, it it, uh, it went front end over end and, and took off, shot out of a cannon. But Rebels will get the football back. They'll set up shop at their own 25-yard line, going right to left or toward the field house or the high school, uh, for reference, uh, leading 7-3 to three over the Bearden Bulldogs. Again, Bearden's defense have been stingy here on the road. Let's see if the Rebels can change that. Clemmer's going to change the play at the line of scrimmage. He'll have two receivers to the left, one to the right. Takes a shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to, no, he's going to fake the handoff and deliver out in the flat intended receiver Jax Kirby and number 12 for Bearden. Chaz Smith nearly picked him off. There was no safety help on that play. It was man coverage on the outside. Matthew Clemmer saw it, and he decided to keep the football and make the pass on the post route. Chaz Smith just played excellent coverage, was right there in his back hip pocket. Yeah, Zeke worked hard to try to bring that one in, or I'm sorry, Jax worked real hard to get that one in, and uh, just uh, just not enough. Looks like there's going to be going to be a penalty against Bearden. Sorry, I missed that, but uh, it is going to reset the downs. It will be first and ten. So a by way of penalty, a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Clemmer will check it uh, at the line of scrimmage. He'll have Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket, two to the left, two to the right. He'll take the snap, hands it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to get wide. He's going to get fast. He's going to get across the 40, 45, across the 50, 45, 40, cuts it back inside, and he is going to wrestle down to the Bearden 37-yard line, and that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Oh, Gager made a nice cutback near the 40-yard line. On Preshawn Brown, once he beat Preshawn Brown, he had a route straight to the sidelines to get some big yardage for the Red Rebels. Yeah, great. And, and again, the, the value of getting north and south. Gage got north and south quickly and then turned on the Jets. That's that's where he wins matchups. 3-18 to play. Maryville leads 7-3, first down. Going to be a snap, shotgun snap. He's going to deliver it out in the flat. Going to quickly get it to Cannon Johnson. He's going to pick up a few. And he's going to be pushed out of bounds inside the 35, down to the 33. 
Going to be a pickup of four there on first down, second and six. And how about that toughness of Cannon Johnson? Ball's thrown out in the flat. He makes a nice catch, and he drops his shoulder on Preshawn Brown. Preshawn Brown is a little slow coming back up, but what a hit laid by Cannon Johnson. Cannon Johnson checks out of the football game. Again, damage being done. <laughs> two receivers to the left, two to the right. Looks like Clemmer's looking to the sideline getting the play. He's going to flip Gage Ledoux to his right hip pocket. Going to update Jonah Arms. He's going to take the snap. He's going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. Gage goes right into the teeth of the defense. Maybe picks up one. And it's going to bring up third and six. Multiple Beard and Bulldogs in on the tackle, including number 11, Eric Little. 219 to play here in, in this second quarter. Again, second round matchup, Maryville versus Bearden, and Maryville seven to three in front, trying to change that as we head get closer to the half. Every offensive coordinator has that five yard play. Let's see that five yard play right here for a first down. Third and a long five, they'll call it. Clemmer will be in shotgun. He's going to check the play at the line of scrimmage. Coach Hunt getting the signal in. Gage will be to his right, two receivers to the left. He's going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to try to pick his poison. He's going to get through the first guy, through the second guy, but he's only going to net about a three-yard gain. It's going to bring up fourth and two. Ben, you got to go. Uh, where it's at on the field, you got to give the opportunity to the offense. Yeah, he ran right into number 99, Nakia Winter, a six foot two, 250-pound defensive lineman. Shrugged off that tackle and gets back towards Eric Little, and Eric Little's just a really good backer. Fourth and two upcoming. Maryville's going to take a timeout. Let's take one with them. That's a Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran-owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online. Smaxes.com. That's S M A X E S.com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. And welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Fourth and two upcoming. The offense is on the field. And Matthew Clemmer's going to go under center. He's going to try to get the hard count. Looks like Bearden's going to stay home. Straight away, he's going to be Gage Ledoux. going to fake to Gage. Clemmer's going to keep it. He's going to bowl over a Bearden Bulldog. First down. That's the senior move, Ben. Matthew Clemmer knew they were keying on Gage, and he gets the first down. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, that ran a deep route on the far sideline. They, the initial play call was to try to get the hard count. They had two plays called. They didn't get the hard count. Deep route on the outside, you roll out and get the first down. Clemmer gets to reset the clock. First and ten Rebels. He's going to take the shotgun snap, rolls the pocket to the left, tries to throw it out in the flat. Zeke McCoy tries to get upfield before he completes the catch. It falls incomplete. Good ball, good attempt, just incomplete. Yeah, DJ runs a flag route for the slot receiver to go towards the corner pylon. Opens up the flat there, number four. Just incomplete pass. 
And again, it's a it's an effort it's an effort issue there. Uh, again, all the effort was there for Zeke. It's just trying to turn up field before he he actually completed the catch. Looks like they're going to keep DJ and Zeke to the left side of the formation. Jax Kirby will be the right hand receiver. Clemmer will have Gage Ledoux to his left hip pocket. They'll check with the sideline. Clemmer's getting the play. It is second and ten after the incompletion. Minute and fifteen to play here in the first half. Maryville leads seven to three. Clemmer takes the shotgun snap. He's going to look to pitch. No, he's going to look to throw, and it is going to be a little wide of Zeke McCoy, incomplete. Just looks like uh, maybe Clemmer and Zeke not on the same page on that one. Yeah, they run the stack formation to the left with Jonah Arms. Gage Ledoux comes out. They fake the toss. Zeke McCoy on the button hook, and it was there. It was just not not passed well for a, for a first down. Yeah, back-to-back throw plays here for this Maryville offense. It's really predicated on the run. So now they face a third and ten, a must-pass situation here late in this second quarter. Third down, ten to go. Again, ball on the Maryville, or sorry, on the Bearden uh, 25-yard line as they'll go right to left here on Jim Renfro. Clemmer's going to be in shotgun. He'll take the snap. A little flip of the football. He's going to look to uncork it. He's got D.J. down deep, and it is going to be incomplete, but there's a flag. D.J., D.J. went for the football, went against a much bigger defensive back, and drew the flag. Great play by D.J. to get uh, get some help for his offense. Yeah, I think that was number seven, Cody Clow, on the coverage, and he was all over D.J. D.J. Was, didn't have a chance to, to receive that football. Well, what I like about what DJ did is he kept his eyes on the football. He knew it was coming in, and he went and did everything he could to to make the catch, and that's what made it look the way it did so that they could get the flag. So that is going to turn a first down for the Red Rebels. Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and it will be inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. Yeah, correction. That was number three, Sam Tummings. He got past Clo- he got past Clo, made the made the flag route towards the corner, and Tummings was called for the pass interference. Yeah, you talk about a one versus one, speed versus speed. Uh, that was a matchup right there. It is going to be first and ten. Ball on the uh, Bearden 13-yard line as they'll go right to left. Clemmer's going to take the snap. He'll hand it to Gage Ledoux. Gage gets off right guard. He's going to drag some Bearden Bulldogs across the goal line. Touchdown, Rebels. Gage Ledoux makes a cut up near the hash mark and drags a couple Bulldogs into the north end zone. Yeah, the tree trunks were moving, and there wasn't a Bulldog that could stop them. Gage Ledoux rolls into the end zone, and touchdown, Red Rebels, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. The faithful call out, and they are happy. Yeah, 13-3. The Denzo scoreboard now reads. Uh, Corbin Price will look to add the extra point. Peyton Cooper will snap. Done for to hold. Hold is down. Kick is on its way. And it bounces off the roof of the field house, and that means it's good. Your Rebels now lead 14-3 over the visiting Bearden Bulldogs. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like-new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600. Or click TwinCityCertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the quality you deserve. 
welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. That was a nine-play, 75-yard, two minutes, 40-second time of possession drive that now makes the Rebel lead a, a two-possession advantage, 11 points to be exact. And compliments of the victor of variables, Ken Main here, 141 yards rushing, two touchdowns for Gage Ledoux. Looks like Corbin Price will kick this one away. Uh, looks like deep for uh, for Bearden will be Beaufort, and I think out wide, I'm trying to get the number. It's going to be Riley Mahan, and that's going to be a nice kick by Corbin, and it is going to bounce off the Maryville A, and it is going to be a touchback, and Bearden will bring it out to their own 20-yard line. Corbin lays the boom on that one. Ball goes all the way back to the Maryville A and bounces towards the fence post. Well, and 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 how much, how how big of an impact is that touchdown? Again, you go to the half seven to three. Bearden gets the football to open the second half. Uh, that's a that's a whole different dynamic. Now, granted, there's 55 seconds. You've got to hold Parrot and company uh, hostage here to make sure that's your halftime score. But uh, as long as this holds, what do you, what does that take you to the half with? Well, I think you have to be very confident in how you're playing defensively as a football team, and I think you're starting to figure out things offensively as the Red Rebels take the field right here. Parrott's going to be in shotgun on first down. He'll take the snap. He's going to look, steps up in the pocket, nowhere to go, and he is going to be stopped and dropped. That's going to be Frankie Diaz with the the chop, chop, eat, eat sack on on Parrott. Yeah, Vanneker had two blockers on him. That opened up Frankie Diaz, who cut back towards the center, made a nice tackle. Good job, Frankie. Second down, uh, 12 to go. Looks like Bearden's going to take a timeout. We're going to stay right here with him. We're going to jump down to our sideline reporter, the one, the only, Mr. Chris Hips. How big, Mr. Hips, was that second touchdown? Uh, it re-energized this sideline. That was big going into the half, you know, especially putting the pressure on Bearden here late. With the uh, with the defensive uh, adjustments, both these teams have really strong defenses, really opportunistic, and know their keys. Uh, I guess what uh, what are what are they working on on the side? What are you hearing from the the group? So right now, it's I, I heard the coaching staff yelling out, "Got to get pressure. You don't want to give Parrot time. He's trying to go deep here. Got to get these." Uh, pass rushers in there and try to get him maybe get a fumble or even a interception change this momentum and give a short field good call chris we'll be right back at the half yeah wayne and we still haven't seen uh, sam nico enter back into the ball game so that puts a lot of pressure on eric little and Preshawn brown on defense two receivers to the left two to the right for parrot he's going to take the shotgun snap three-step drop wants to throw wants to throw going to step up in the pocket again and he's going to be sacked again parrot goes down and that one's going to go to the manicure mania and Frankie Diaz with the assist. Yeah, the maniac gets in the backfield. He gets pushed around a couple of times, extends his arm onto Parrott's jersey, and just slings him to the ground. Well, I'll say Parrott does a really good job of taking the drop and then stepping up in the pocket. Typically, that's going to buy you a couple seconds, not with this defense. They're collapsing, they're eating, and they're uh, they're, they're chewing up Parrott right now. Yeah, Manneker's just bowing up. He's got one shoulder pad completely exposed. He's ready. Looks like it's five seconds to go here in the second quarter, and Bearden will shelf it. As the clock hits zeros for the second quarter, the defense is held, and the score at the half, your Red Rebels 14, the visiting Bearden Bulldogs 3. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. 
Got a paint project, but your life is crazy busy? Let Keith Lane of Painter One Knoxville do it for you. Painter One is your first choice for all your painting needs. Paint really does have a powerful impact on mood, perception, and emotion. A warm, vibrant interior or reinvigorating outside walls? Trust Painter One. Exceptional customer service and communication. Two-year warranty and more. Renew your space. Renew your life with Painter One Knoxville. Online at PainterOne.com. Painter One is a proud sponsor of Maribel high school football if you have property to sell or you're looking to buy call dwight or sarah price at the dwight price group realty executives and they can help with all your real estate needs remember that no one sells more the dwight price group call 888 sold which is 865-888-7653 or go to dwightprice.com the dwight price group the right home with the right price not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. I'm Wayne Kaiser, radio voice of Maryville Red Rebel Football. And from all of us at Rebel Radio here on Veterans Day, we want to give a big salute and shout out to all of our veterans, active military, past and present. We understand that freedom isn't free, and we salute you for your service. Thanks as always, and yes, go Rebels. Two quarters in the books, two more to go. Up next is the Painter One Halftime Show on your home for Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. The guys will take a look at first-half highlights, scores from around the area, and keys to a big second half for the Rebels. Don't you dare touch that dial. This should be good. And welcome into the Painter One Halftime Show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Uh, ben, we had to hydrate uh, during that break as uh, as a lot of intensity poured out, uh, back-to-back sacks there on, on Parrot, and really, I think a statement going into the half that, listen, it's going to be this all night long. Big statement by the Rebel defense. Yeah, I love the defensive linemen up there just feasting. You know, Vanneker's in there getting back in the backfield, causing havoc. If he's not causing the havoc, he's forcing Parrot into Frankie Diaz or Brandon Husky. So love the energy I'm seeing up front. Well, and I love forcing a, a young player. And again, Parrot is 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 smart beyond his years. He's a sophomore player, but has got a lot of, of mileage on his tires there. But uh, he he's having to make decisions quicker, and that's causing some opportunity for that defensive front. Halftime stats provided by the one, the only Ken Main. Fourteen to three is your scoreboard. Uh, eight first downs for the Rebels, five for the Bearden Bulldogs. Rushing attempts and yardage: seventeen carries, one thirty-eight for the Rebels. 15 carries, 28 yards for Bearden. 
passing yards, 44 passing yards for the Red Rebels, 56 passing yards for the Beard and Bulldogs. Total offense, 26 plays, 182 for the Red Rebels, 26 plays, 84 yards for the Beard and Bulldogs. Individual stats, Gaze will do 15 carries, 141 and two touchdowns, uh, kind of capped off or started up by that 64-yard rumble there to open the game. Uh, Matthew Clemmer has one carry for four yards, big fourth down pickup. Uh, and then in the receiving category, Price Davis, one catch for 23 yards. Uh, Zeke McCoy, one for 11. Jax Kirby, one for six. And Cannon Johnson, one for four. Uh, the leaders for Bearden in the rushing category, Jalen Thompson has four rushes for 15 yards. And Ethan Ford, three catches for 21 yards. You talk about the rushing yardage, you know, and, and the lack thereof. You know, you've got Prashawn Brown, and then you've got Kai Ironside. Kai Ironside rushed for 75 yards and a touchdown against Kingsport in round one. So it's really important that we continue to, to put the pressure on them from the run. What we're doing really well, Wayne, is, you know, we've got that 141. We've got the uh, 84 total rushing yards for Bearden. The, where we need to improve, we need to become more balanced. I think if you ask Coach Hunt, he's going to say, hey, I want we need to be more balanced. We've got 44 passing yards, so we really need someone from the receiving side and at the passing side to collectively come together and improve in the passing total. That will only help Gage Ledoux, who right now has 141 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and a beautiful touchdown. That's 64-yarder in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, really they uh, after that first carry they really made a, a conscious effort to say, listen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sell the world uh, to stop number seven, and then for a good part of the rest of the half uh, they were able to do that. It, it you will not stop the machine that is Gage Ledoux, but uh, they did a good job kind of hampering him at times. Uh, but I like the uh, I like the play calls. I, I think some of the uh, the options out there, the Zeke McCoy in the flat. I think the little kind of flea flicker to where Zeke could possibly throw that. That's a lot to put on film for hopefully some uh, competition that we could have in the coming weeks. But uh, I think right now uh, it's go back to what you, you've done well. I think at the half it's cleaning up this football game. Uh, you've been able to kind of maintain. Uh, you, you've kind of been able to overcome, I'm sorry, uh, some turnovers there and create your own. And I think you've just got to play clean football for the next 24 minutes and get out here with a victory. Yeah, and we are winning the uh, the, the penalty battle right now. Uh, three penalties for 15 yards compared to their five for 48. A big one for Bearden was that pass interference that Tummings had on D.J. Gillens that got us the first down, inevitably leading to Gage Ledoux's touchdown um, to go up 14-3 to at the half. Yeah, I, yeah, I think those are all uh, all key points to, to where we sit at the moment. Fourteen to three in favor of your Red Rebels. Let's take us another break. Uh, listen to some fine sponsors. When we come back, we will look around the area, scores of interest, and how the playoffs are shaking out on other fields uh, here on Rebel Radio and the Painter One Halftime Show right here. Rebel Radio, ninety-five point seven, Duke FM. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. 
Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500. Let's run some numbers. Rates are still at historic lows, and we might save you some money. Again, I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500 or text VOLUNTEER to 33655. NMLS 1641325. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt Award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week. But Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top-shelf barbecue, and you can thank me later. Welcome back to the Painter One Halftime Show here live from Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School. Uh, again, being, uh, again on a Veterans Day, want to give all a shout-out to our, our existing uh, active service members, our, our veterans, those that have served, and those that are planning to serve. But the, the band has, has done a great rendition of all the service academies, fight songs, and, uh, and right here we're going to do a special uh, rendition of TAPS uh, and just honor those. And, uh, and Ben, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out uh, to this this fan base, to this this the venue that is Skeeter Shield Stadium, both the Bearden faithful, the Red Rebel faithful, all standing uh, for that that kind of uh, remembrance and that kind of memorial there on Veterans Day. Yeah, we saw many of veterans coming into the stadium this afternoon. A couple before we got up to the press box and thanked them for their service. But Wayne, you know me very well. Um, my brother uh, is a retired United States Marine, and he has always told me that me and him are brothers, and, he, and he's got love for me as his brother, but there's a relationship with some of those Marines that he cannot explain to me and that I will never understand, um, so uh, my hats are off to all you veterans out there. Well, and, and our own Ken Maine. Uh, Ken Maine is a, is a former Marine, uh, so again, uh, the, the Master of Math uh, did his service there with the U.S. Marine Corps. So, again, thanks to all those, uh, and, and again, a special thanks, especially today, on uh, November the 11th, Veterans Day, 
Uh, but, Ben, uh, around the area, uh, a lot of games being played here in, in the playoffs. Uh, Gallenberg-Pittman on top of Chucky Doak, 21-12. to uh, Looks like Knox Central trails Daniel Boone at the half, 10-7. to uh, Looks like Greenville well in hand as in a second quarter score, they're on top of Gibbs, 55-7. to uh, looks like this uh, probably score of interest as if, if the Rebels are able to hold on here tonight. Uh, the winner of the Farragut Science Hill will be coming this way. And currently, Science Hill, a halftime score, leads the Farragut Admirals 14 to 10. Uh, Alcoa on top of Pigeon Forge at the half, 35 to 7. Uh, Anderson County on top of Elizabethan at the half, 20 to 7. Uh, Morristown West trails Knox West. Uh, 48-0. I call that the LeBarn Brown Bowl. That's the two teams he's coached for most recently. Uh, looks like Walker Valley uh, trails Powell in the second quarter, 35-0. to uh, Looks like Tyner Academy on top of Westmoreland, 7-3. to And then uh, McMinn County at the half on top of Oak Ridge, 6 to nothing. Uh, Oakland-Lebanon will play tonight. Uh, no score reported, but uh, being that it's central time, it's only started about 15 minutes ago. Playoff football, round two. It doesn't get any easier from here, folks. It just gets harder and harder for the for these football teams in, in 6A football. Yeah, and, and you're, you're exactly right. Let's jump down to our sideline reporter, Mr. Chris Hips. Uh, Chris, what a beautiful halftime show here on Veterans Day, but, uh, but again, a whole other half of football here for the Red Rebels. Yeah, fellas, I hope uh, the crowd noise up there, you could hear that beautiful band right there playing that tribute. Um, you know, I know y'all probably already said it, but from all of us at Rebel Radio, you know, happy Veterans Day. Thanks to all the veterans out there. And like you said, guys, another half of football, you know, this excitement on the crowd. I'm ready for the second half to start. Ready for uh, Coach Hunt to get out here for our conversation. Hey, uh, hey Chris, uh, again, uh, I know you kind of been double duty in it down there, but, uh, again, always appreciate what you do. But, really, how has the ebb and flow of the emotion uh, happened tonight? Uh, a lot of ups and downs, but should be a pretty strong finish to the first half. Yeah, fellas, I mean, uh, you know, just to tell you from the sideline, when the offense made that fumble early in the game, defensive players were right there said, don't worry, we're going to get it, we're going to make a stop, we'll get the ball back. I mean, one play later, fumble from the Maribel defense recovered, you know. The defense is stepping up. Uh, you know, like I said, right now just needing the offense to start clicking. I think they started seeing a little bit um, with that screen pass is doing some work on this beard and getting them out of that zone. So hopefully I see us uh, still just spreading them out and keeping uh, getting big gains on them. And we'll uh, we'll hope that as well up here. But thanks, Chris, for uh, for all that sideline report. But uh, but Ben, I think Hippie brings up a really good point. A lot of that screenplay, it's it's one of those the bread and butter that is Gage Ledoux, the run game, is there to be had here tonight. But uh, sprinkling in or using that as kind of a deflection or, or to get that defense to back up, do you think that's a that's a point of emphasis uh, for this team? I believe it is. You know, we talked about it in the pregame show about how Bearden lines up three on the front line and they drop those four into zone. Sometimes they press, they may bring four, they may disguise their blitz from the outside. But I think Coach Jones playing the whole ball at the beginning of this ball game was I got to stop Gage Ledoux and make them beat me at wide receiver. And that play at the end of the second half, the pass to D.J. Gillens, the pass interference call, really opened it up to allow us to make that run uh, 
to to go up fourteen to three. Well, and I think it, it showed that uh, that Matthew Clemmer can deliver a good ball, and and DJ Gillen's a good enough receiver to come back and get after it. Now, does he give up some some length? Yes, but I think the way he plays the position, or at least the way he played it on that play, uh, he gives his offense a really good opportunity to, to if he can't make the catch. Uh, he's going to get the flag. But, uh, but Ben, uh, again, we talked about how the broadcast has been a little different this week. Uh, again, partnered this week with NFHS uh, to be able to, to kind of provide some audio for their broadcast, but also kind of partner there. Uh, we've appreciated all the listeners there. I want to give a shout-out to Mike, again, with NFHS. Uh, he's worked with us all week. Uh, to do to do a lot of really good work, uh, but then ultimately we've gotten some feedback through the games. Uh, again, Mr. Rizzo uh, said that uh, that we are we are loud and clear through NFHS. Yeah, Jason Lippert and Caitlin Lippert at home watching the game with their two boys, Cameron and Carson, uh, big Maryville Rebel fans, and thank you so much for your support tonight. Yeah, and, and a lot of other just feedback as we went through the night. So as you followed us through 2022, or if you've just joined us the last couple of weeks, uh, always appreciate those uh, that listen to Rebel Radio. And, again, hit us up on, on social media, on Facebook or Twitter. It's uh, at Rebel Radio MHS, and, uh, and we'll give you a shout-out at that time. So, uh, uh, But, Ben, let's take us another quick break, listen to some great sponsors, and then uh, hopefully uh, when we come back, uh, Mr. Hips will have the head football coach, Mr. Derek Hunt, to, to get a quick interview. We'll be right back in just a minute. You're listening to the Painter One Halftime Show right here, Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a First down to a touchdown. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke, you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. Denso Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. Denso loves to cheer on their team. And now Denso is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour depending on shift. And a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right. A high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings, competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at denzocareers.com slash Get in the game, join the Denso team, and start crafting your future today. Welcome back to the Painter One Halftime Show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Three minutes to go here in the half. Uh, Looks like Coach Hunt uh, is coming back onto the field. So hopefully here in just a second we'll have Mr. Hips with the uh, the coach's interview. But Ben, uh, 
again, a little extended stay in the uh, in the locker room there, but I think that's to get uh, get all minds clear, get all the the, the confidence uh, settled, and uh, and get back to 24 minutes of football. Yeah, you've played an excellent first half of football. You've done th- you've done some things really well. You started to clean up the penalties. You started to convert on third down. You're still holding them on third down. So inevitably what you need to do is you need to come out and you need to figure out how can we find receivers to open up that run for Gage Ledoux. Gage Ledoux has 15 carries in the first half, Wayne. So you kind of want to be around that 20-25 range. But let's let's see how we do in the second half. Yeah, and just as we do that, uh, let's kick it down to, uh, to Mr. Chris Hips as he's with the head football coach. Yeah, fellas, I'm down here with Coach Hunt. Coach Hunt, a uh, very phenomenal first half, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The intensity's there. You can tell the uh, defense players are just feeding off the emotion from the sideline as well. Uh, offensively, it's, you know, it's that screen passes, the getting out to the edge, seems like it's starting to spread this beard and defense out. Um, what kind of adjustments are you looking at in the second half, or what are you looking at for the game plan? Well, defense just needs to keep doing what they're doing. I'm sure Beard will adjust, um, but defense is playing fantastic. You know, offensively, we've squandered a couple opportunities, which has been disappointing, but um, you know, we're just going to keep battling. You know, our guys are playing really hard. We just haven't executed at a high level. Hopefully we can do that in the second half. We get a stop and a score right here. That would be huge with the way our defense is playing. And uh, just got to block them. Just got to keep blocking them and, and try to um, get a run game going. All right. Good luck in the second half, Coach. You heard it here, guys. Uh, second half, status quo on defense, offensively, put more points on the board. I think that's uh, that's a good way to to get on their way to a third round. But uh, uh, Ben, I I like what Coach is saying. I I think he's right. Bearden is going to make adjustments coming into this second half. Uh, but really, uh, he he's gonna he's gonna shoulder those uh, those missed opportunities. As uh, there was a couple times where Maryville really could have separated this one in the first half. Yeah, and look, three penalties for 15 yards from a fan's perspective in the first half, that's acceptable, right? But from a coach's perspective, you're going, guys, I want zero penalties in a ball game. I want to play perfect football. Um, so I think, you know, he wants to be, he wants that number to be a little bit lower. Like I mentioned in the pregame show, they're around four uh, for like the last three or four ball games, four penalties for the game. But again, going back to what I was saying a few minutes ago before the Coach Hunt interview, you know, Gase Ledoux has 15 carries in the first half. I think you want that number somewhere around 23, you know, for the ball game. So what that tells you is, is that, you know, hey, we, we've got to find a solution on the outside. We've got to find that receiver that's going to open up that run for us and also get the big yardage on the outside in the perimeter. Well, I think, uh, you know, what what is going to be the adjustment here on defense to really just keep the pressure on Mr. Parrott because Bearden will get the football uh, to open this second half, and uh, and we'll just see uh, if they have adjustments that gets them to, to change the Denzo scoreboard or do the Rebels turn them back and get an opportunity to possibly go up three scores and really separate this football game. Yeah, and uh, Sam Nico is still out of the game. My thoughts are out to the Nico family. My thoughts are out to Sam. He is an electric uh, football player, um, and uh, I hope he's all right. He's a senior uh, for the Bearden Bulldogs. Hope he's all right tonight. Hope it's a scratch just for tonight. Again, a guy that uh, he's a big kid. Uh, again, let me get get his measurables. Sam Nico, six uh, one, one ninety eight, a senior at linebacker. Uh, he's got some opportunities to play at the next level. So hopefully it's a tonight scratch, and uh, he'll have an opportunity uh, to continue to do what he what he's been doing 
for the last four years. But it looks like they've added about three minutes back to the halftime clock. Uh, let's take us another break, uh, close out this Painter One halftime show, and when we come back, second half kickoff right here from Skeeter Shield Stadium and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials, Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends, or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 10.30. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 8 656816040 El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston lawfirm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online. Smaxes.com. That's S M A X E S.com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. Welcome back to Maryville High School, Skeeter Shield Stadium, Jim Renfro Field on the campus of Maryville High School, where your Red Rebels lead the Beard and Bulldogs. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and they've reset the third quarter clock, 12 minutes on it, and the Rebels will kick this one away to Bearden to open this second half. Yeah, I think Coach Hunt said it best. Do you, defense, do you. And then try to find that receiver on the outside to open up the run for Gage. And then number three, continue to play clean football. Yeah, I think uh, I think in the special teams game, Corbin Price continue to boot this one deep, uh, make them go the long way. I think they have some speed on the back end. Uh, so non-returnable footballs could be a win for this special team. So we'll see uh, what the look is. Looks like deep for uh, Deep for Bearden looks to be number 13. Uh, that's going to be Beaufort. And then the mid man is going to be, the up man is going to be Preshawn Brown. And then looks like wide is going to be number 14, Keyshawn Mills. Let's see where this one goes. A high spinner. Uh, it looks like it's going to go into the end zone. Touchback just barely creeped in past the goal line. But nonetheless, TSSAA says cross the line, go to the 20-yard line. Yeah, just took a little gust of wind from Horno Plenty over Jeff Weaver's house and pushed it into the end zone. <laughs> well, it's uh, they're going to move the football left to right here on Jim Renfro. Bearden bringing their offense out. 
Quickly, the Maribel defense already out there ready to play. Uh, we'll see what Parrott and company has dialed up here in the second half. It's like two receivers to the left, two to the right. They'll have Ironside to, to Parrott's left. He's going to take the shotgun snap, quickly flips it out to Beaufort, and Beaufort's going to try to get behind his guy, and he's going to kind of sneak his way past and pick up a few. Looks like he's going to pick up four on the play. They're going to say three, and it'll be second and seven. Ty Elder is the one that gets the credit for that tackle, but number eight, Cannon Johnson, pushed his blocker right back into the receiver. Looks like they're going to check out uh, Ironside. Looks like they're going to check in. I believe they're checking in number 23. Yes, number 23 is going to check in, Jason Thompson. It's going to be an empty backfield for Parrott. He's going to have a, a little triple set to his right-hand side. He's going to look to deliver out in the flat, and it is going to be bobbled. They're going to say he corrals it in, a positive gain of about nine. It's going to be a Bearden first down out to the, the Bearden 32-yard line. I think it's the first time this season we've seen this many in routes. That's a 10-yard in, and it's covered by Hutton Jones, who makes the tackle. Yeah, good uh, uh, good job by the receiver to just kind of corral that one in. That was number six, Adarian Patton. They're going to quickly get it out in the flat. It's going to be uh, well covered. And they're going to say he gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a positive yard, and it's going to be second and nine. Well read by number 21, Caleb Graham. He stays home and gets out there in the, in the perimeter, makes a nice tackle. Looks like Ironside with the carry there, or with the, the reception, it's going to be a pickup of one. Second down, nine to go, 10-57 to play. Maryville leads 14-3, no score here in the second half. Going to quickly uh, push Ironside out in the flat. Parrott will be to, in an empty backfield. Have trips to the left. They're going to quickly get it out to Beaufort. Beaufort with the reception quickly gets upfield across the 40-yard line. They're going to say he was down at the 41. Beaufort had to cut towards the Bearden sideline before Peyton Cooper goes lunging into midair and makes the tackle. There is a Bearden Bulldog shaking up on this one. Again, I think it's Beaufort. I think it's number 13, uh, just uh, possibly because he laid out there to try to get the first down yardage. Uh, we'll see uh, if he, he kind of gets up. They're going to help him off. Uh, looks like he's walking off Ginger, but on his own uh, on his own uh, power, so that will be good for, for that. Uh, looks like it's going to be a, about two yards short. It's going to be third and two. Oh, they're going to say... I'm going to say a penalty against the Red Rebels, maybe post snap or post the end of the run, and it's going to move it ahead forward into Rebel territory down to the Rebel 45-yard line. And they've gone on this drive without Frankie Diaz or Jason Maneker in there. They've got uh, Maddox Stott, Caleb Graham, and uh, Bladen Sauls in there on this drive. Looks like Parrott's going to have a backer to his right. It's going to be Ironside. He's going to deliver out in the flat to number 16. And that is going to be number 16, Ethan Ford for Bearden. And he's just going to try to muscle his way for a couple. And he's going to get down to the Rebel 42-yard line. The elder statesman gets down in there. Ty Elder just shreds his block on number three, Sam Tummins there. Nice play by Ty Elder. Three-yard pickup there for, for number 16, Ethan Ford. And it's going to be second and seven for Bearden. Bearden has uh, marched this one from their own 20-yard line. Uh, via via positive yardage and penalties, uh, but nonetheless, down inside Rebel territory. 
Barrett's going to keep Ironside to his right. Three receivers to the left. He's going to give the handoff to Ironside. He's going to try to get left. Ironside tries to turn it north and south. He's going to be met at the 39-yard line and pushed back. That's where they'll stop his forward progress. Pick up of three, and it is going to be it is going to be second or third and four. Third and four upcoming. Had lots of cushion on the left side. Could have probably run a short out route. Instead, they decide to go with the run. Isaiah French gets in the backfield. He runs as a decoy to push the running back towards Peyton Cooper. He fell for it, Wayne. Runs right into the arms of Peyton Cooper. Still running with a with a different front here on the defense for the Red Rebels. Parrott takes the shotgun snap, wants to throw it. He's going to deliver it out. A lot of cushion there for the intended receiver. I think that's a Darius again. It's going to be number six, Adarius Patton, and it is going to be enough for the first down. It'll be down to the Rebel 32-yard line with 8.41 to play in the third quarter, Ben. Bearden on the move. Yeah, they brought three. They dropped four, gave a lot of cushion out there. It looks like they were looking for some maybe short uh, post route or maybe a short out route to get the first down instead of the run, end up getting the, uh, getting the first down there. Parrott will uh, will keep a very similar formation, just keeps flipping the receivers. Now they're on the right-hand side, three receivers. Parrott takes the snap, little three, five-step drop, steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to call his own number, gets across the 30. Now near the 25, and he's going to slide down at the 26-yard line. They're going to say he gave himself up at the 27, and so that's going to be second down and about five. Empty backfield as he got through the line of scrimmage. Ty Elder comes up to make the tackle. He just slides safely. Under eight to play here in the third. And, again, that is something that we haven't seen a lot of success out of tonight from Bearden, the quarterback keeper. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Flips the receivers again. Three to the left. Going to have Ironside to his left hip pocket. He's going to give the handoff to Ironside. He's going to go straight off right side of the center. And he's going to just jump over for a couple, and he'll get down to the Rebel 24-yard line. It'll be third and two. Jacob Richmond's assignment there was a delayed blitz, and he was right there waiting on that tackle. Good good play call, good execution by number 43. Same alignment for Bearden here on the third and short. They're going to say a long one, and they're going to give it to Ironside again. He's going to go left side, and he is going to get the line to gain, but not much more. He's going to get down to the 21-yard line. Does a nice little counterplay. Peyton Cooper's there. Frankie Diaz is there. Needed the 22, got the 21. That's a first down beard, and they'll uh, get a fresh set. Now looks like Frankie Diaz, uh, Caleb Graham, Brandon Husky into the football game. Uh, still not seeing Jason Manneker into the football game. Just maybe, uh, maybe, maybe looking for a fourth quarter push here. Usual suspects, linebacker, and back in the backfield. It's going to be Parrott. He's going to have Ironside to his left. Looks like a little early movement, and they're going to try to run Parrott again, and we are not fooled. We're going to drop him at the 24-yard line. It's going to be a two, two-and-a-half-yard loss there. It'll be second and 13. Parrott was trying to cut up field at the hash mark, but Frankie Diaz was back there. Had to cut towards the sideline, and guess who's waiting on him? Isaiah French and, J- and Jacob Richmond. 6.08 to play here in the third quarter. 14-3 Rebel lead. Bearden t- took the opening kick here in the second half and have driven it down to the Rebel 24-yard line. Parrott and the Bearden offense still on the on the, the march. 
We'll face a second and 13. Parrott takes a shotgun snap. A little drop. He's going to have to get rid of it. It's going to be picked off by Peyton Cooper. Peyton Cooper's going to take it and get ahead forward. Cross the 25 up to the 27-yard line. Peyton Cooper, ladies and gentlemen, has just turned back the Bulldogs. In route by Sam Tummins, Peyton Cooper drops back into zone coverage, and that in route ran right into his coverage lane. Nice pick. There is a flag on the play, and we're going to see if it is pre-interception or post-interception. Looks like after the interception, unsportsmanlike conduct against the Red Rebels. The faithful on our side, not happy about that one. And they are uh, they're letting this crew hear it. 5.40 to play, and Clemmer and company, uh, they're going to have to start a little deeper in their own territory. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to. I don't know what was said. That's always the thing we can't hear, right, Ben? But it didn't look like it was anything but excitement because you just turned back uh, your opponent. Well, I think on the defensive line they're not getting the holding calls that they're looking for, so there's a lot lot of jawing going on down there at the line of scrimmage. Clemmer's going to have Gage Ledoux in the backfield with him. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. They're going to move right to left. Hands it to Gage. Gage is going to go right off left guard, and he's going to push the pile ahead forward. They're going to give him positive to the 23-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of four there on first down. It'll be second and six. Multiple Bulldogs in on the tackle. Number 50, Ethan Hill, led the charge. It's a counterplay towards the middle of the field. Correction, correction. That's going to be uh, out to the 18-yard line. It'll still be second and six. Just uh, got to catch that right yard line. 5-10 to play here in the third. Matthew Clemmer stays in shotgun. He'll take it. Now he's going to pitch the play over. That's going to be Gage Ledoux trying to pick his way. He's going to get some clearance. He gets to the 30, gets to the 35, and he's going to run out of bounds at the 39-yard line, and that's going to be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Gage gets credit for the yardage as he goes to the outside, but his lead blocker was number two, D.J. Gillins. Five foot seven, 140 pounds, lays two big blocks to open up the lane for his teammate, Gage Ledoux. Hey, you can still get a lot of power out of a small block. It's totally fine. 4.57 to go here in the third quarter. 14-3, Maryville after a quick turnover by Bearden. And now the Rebels looking to get into Bearden territory. It's going to be Matthew Clemmer shotgun. He takes it. He's going to give the handoff. Gage Ledoux, he's going to be caught in the backfield, and he's going to be dropped for a one-yard loss. Good uh, good coverage there by Kai Ironside as he just really sheds his block at the right time and gets to Gage. Yeah, he's filling in for that hole that was been vacated by Sam Nico, and he does a really good job finding his gap there and breaking downfield and making a tackle. 430 as as they continue to run the football both teams really trying to keep the clock moving again limit possessions for their opponents uh, this third quarter is uh, is exiting quickly Matthew Clemmer will stay in shotgun two receivers to the right one to the left he takes the snap hands to Gage Ledoux Gage going to go straight off right guard and he's going to get uh, gain a two it's going to be third and nine they muddied the box on that one, Wayne. They brought, they had seven in the back in the box, and they brought every one of them. Kai Ironside makes the tackle. And Clemmer on a on a third and long, probably a passing situation. And they're going to fake the handoff to Gage. They're going to deliver to Jax Kirby. Jax with the reception. He fought off two Bulldogs, and Jax Kirby, the senior, comes down with it. 
Yeah, it was a post route, and number seven, Cody Clow, was right there on Jax Kirby. Had to have touched the football while Jax was coming down with it. Nice catch by the outlaw, Jax Kirby. Well, that a way to play the catch. Like, you didn't you didn't assume you were going to catch it. You didn't want to catch it. You caught it. And that's what Jax Kirby has been waiting on, and that's why he's become uh, a little bit of a sure-handed target uh, for number five, Matthew Clemmer. Good throw by Clemmer. It's going to be first down quickly, hands it to Gage. He's going to try to get wide. He's going to get a couple yards there, and they're going to say forward progress stopped after a yard gain, and it's going to be second and nine. Good uh, good pursuit by Bearden, pushing that out wide. Jax Kirby over on the far side of the field. He runs a deep route to try to clear out that backfield and, and expose those linebackers. They were not fooled. Kai Ironside makes a cut and makes a nice tackle there. Looks like they're going to check out Jonah Arms. They're going to check in uh, Zeke McCoy. Looks like they're going to have D.J. Gillins and Zeke McCoy here to the left side of the formation. Jax Kirby to the right. In shotgun formation, Matthew Clemmer. Gage Ledoux to his left. He'll take the snap. He'll fake the handoff to Gage Ledoux, and they're going to throw a flag and say false start against the Rebels. I think uh, D.J. Gillins may have launched just a touch early. And uh, he's frustrated. It's uh, it's noticeable frustration. I think he knew he had an opportunity there. He is the definition of teammate. We talked to him last week, Wayne, just an excellent young man, a lot of character, um, and he's he's the heart of, of this offense. 2.33 to play in the third quarter. Maryville leads 14-3, but they do face a second and 14 uh, after, a, uh, after a quick penalty. And looks like Coach Hunt uh, needed a quick timeout. Looks like DJ was lined up over the ball. Uh, possibly was going to get another procedure penalty. So they get a timeout. Kind of think through this second down option. Let's take one with them, Ben. Let's take a Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. And welcome back to Maryville High School and the slugfest that's been. Maryville versus the Bearden Bulldogs. 14-3 Rebel lead. With 2.33 to play here in the third quarter. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. A quick timeout by Coach Hunt. Looks like the play clock was running down and maybe uh, maybe didn't like the alignment. Clemmer is quickly in shotgun. He's going to have three receivers left. Puts Gage out in the flat. He's going to fake. He's going to keep it. He's going to get straight ahead forward. He's going to get back the penalty yardage. And he's going to get down to the Bearden 43-yard line. Pickup of looks like about six on the play. And that's going to be uh, it's going to be third and long, but a nice pickup by the quarterback keeper. A design quarterback keeper play. You spread out the corners and the secondary linebackers with the number of receivers. You run the football up the middle of the field, and Nakia Winter, number 99, the defensive lineman, makes the tackle. And they're going to quickly check in a jumbo pack. They're going to have Jonah Arms, Peyton Cooper into the formation. 
And uh, so this is going to have a lot of beef up front. They're going to have Gage Ledoux straight behind Matthew Klimmer. Klimmer and shotgun. He'll take the snap. A little three-step drop. Wants to throw it. He's going to uncork it. And it is nearly stepped in front of intercepted. But it is going to be incomplete. And it is going to be fourth down for the Red Rebels. Jax Kirby was looking for a P.I. call on number 22, Prashawn Brown. He did not win the argument. Yeah, he is frustrated to say the least, but uh, uh, third down turns fourth down, and Corbin Price out to punt this one away. 1.41 to play here in the third quarter. Rebels lead 14-3. to Body language goes a long way, Wayne. Alex Boyd coming off the field. He's fired up. He, wants, he, want, he wanted that first down. It's going to be Sam Tummins deep for Bearden. Price will get the snap or get the the snap and will kick it away nicely. Tummins will fair catch it at his own 10-yard line. That's where Bearden will bring out the offense, first and 10. Nice kick, sets our defense up for a good drive right here. Let's go, D. Yeah, I think really, you know, you talk about the 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 uh, the aggressiveness that they've shown all night long. Peyton Cooper turning back the Bulldogs on their opening uh, drive of the second half. Uh, they they have really shouldered this uh, tonight, and we just got to see how, uh, how how the next about 14 minutes is going to go. But we told you in the pregame show about these backers and how well they execute their position. I like how Isaiah French is playing as a decoy on the right side and forcing them in towards those defensive linemen. And then the same on the opposite side with Isaiah French, pushing them towards the middle of the field. It's going to be a snap by Parrott. He's going to be in shotgun. Quickly gets it over the middle. Uh, to, I'm trying to get the receiver, but it is complete up to the, the Bearden 18-yard line. And that is going to be it is going to be J- Jason Thompson is going to be the intended receiver. And uh, it's going to be second and short. Brought four, drop three in the zone. Peyton Cooper just stays home and makes the makes the tackle on the short yardage catch. Second and three. The Parrott's going to be alone in the backfield. Trips to the left, two to the right. And he is going to throw a duck out in the flat. And uh, I thought Hutton Jones was going to scoop that one out. Intended receiver number 10. It was going to be Braden Perkins, but it hits the turf. Had to be miscommunication on that play. Had to be a designed in route. It did not get run that way. And Hutton Jones... Broke downhill and almost picked it off. Yeah, a little shout-out here. Angela Gamble is uh, watching on NFHS. Again, appreciate you and uh, appreciate the shout-out. Uh, we're enjoying being a, being a part of what we got here. Uh, of course, uh, Parrott's going to hand it off to Preshawn Brown. Preshawn goes off left side, and he's going to fight his way for maybe a yard and a half. He's going to be short. It's going to be fourth down. Button Jones gets in on that tackle, makes a nice tackle. Well, this is a uh, this is a very aggressive play by Bearden, or at least initially, uh, as it's fourth and a long one, short two, and they are bringing the offense back out there, possibly looking for a hard count, Ben. So you just got to play fundamental. Parrott's going to actually take the snap. He's going to hand it to Ironside. Ironside, Ironside is going to run into the Rebel wall, and he's not going to get there, Ben. Turtle back. Lowering the boom right there, Wayne. He needed probably a long one. He got about .75 of a yard, and then he started backpedaling all the way to about the five-yard line. Peyton Cooper, all the big uglies up front right there, just made him earn every square inch that he's going to get here tonight. Turned them over, and now the Rebels set up shop on the cusp of the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. 
When breaks go your way, Ben, score. Clemmer is going to be in shotgun formation, getting the play from the sideline. He's going to have D.J. Gillins to the left, Jax Kirby to the right. And uh, it's going to be Gage right behind him. He's going to hand it to Gage, a little stutter step. Gage is going to go off left guard, and he is going to be met and dropped there by Eric Little. A short pickup. It's going to be second nine. We've called his name a lot. Eric Little makes a nice tackle on that counter play. As, as looks like before the next snap is made, the third quarter will come to an end. We'll flip field and head to the fourth quarter. But at the end of three, your Rebels lead 14-3 over the Bearden Bulldogs. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like-new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600. Or click TwinCityCertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the quality you deserve from the hep roofing studios we want to be your roofer this is wdkw maryville knoxville 95.7 duke fm your home for maryville rebels football Welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz in uh, the danger zone, the fourth quarter. Uh, Maribel takes over on downs on the 20-yard line of Bearden. That's the danger zone if you're a Bulldog. Yeah, we talked about it during the break a little bit about how Coach Jones has made two risky decisions on fourth down and, and did not convert on both of those fourth downs that could potentially result in points yet again for the Maryville offense. Second down, nine to go. Quickly breaks the huddle. Clemmer wants to quickly take the snap. He does. He gets it to Gage Ledoux. Gage's going to find him a seam, and he's going to get down to the nine-yard line. That's going to be enough for Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down. Sets up first and goal. Runs a nice counter play towards the Right side pile on. Preshawn Brown is there to make the tackle. Preshawn looks like he's getting a little wore down, getting a little tired playing both sides of the ball, Wayne. He's played a ton of minutes here tonight. Third quarter stats, 35 total plays, 231 for Maribel, 42 total plays, 134 for the Bearden Bulldogs. Looks like they're going to spread out Jax Kirby, DJ Gillen's left. Matt Clemmer and Gage Ledoux in the backfield. They're going to quickly hand it to Gage. Gage is going to stutter step, find his way in to the inside the five-yard line, down to the three, and then comes to rest at the one-yard line. And it's going to be uh, second and goal. Bounces off the big man, number 52, Tyson Pirtle, and Bout has the wherewithal to stay on his feet and get six. And looks like uh, there's going to be a uh, Bearden Bulldog shaking up on the play. Looks to be a cramp, and so we'll stay right here. But uh, let's jump down to our sideline reporter, Mr. Chris Hips. Chris, uh, again, opportunistic defense, turning back Bearden on fourth downs. Uh, they've had a lot of big moments here tonight. Yeah, fellas, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, New Jersey out there, that was Mr. Menneker wearing number 40 tonight. Because his uh, 83 got torn, but big play by him and Peyton Cooper to hit him in the hole, push him back, and turn him down on fourth. And then what about this big run right then by Gage Ledoux? Kept the legs churning uh, down to about the half-yard line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Gage has a uh, next play mentality. As a, he may not gain a yard, and then the next play is going to break one. So we'll be back to you, Chris, just shortly. 
Looks like that was number nine, Kai Ironside shaking up, and he is still walking, Ginger. I think he's uh, he's still cramped up, and they're going to get him to the sideline and get him on the table. Wish him the best. He's been a he's been a strong runner here tonight for Bearden as well. Always uh, ready to play, and uh, again, he's had some explosive plays here tonight. They're going to quickly at the one yard line break the huddle. Quickly hands it to Gage Ledoux. Gage going to pick his way back his way near the one yard line near the goal line, and they're going to say no gain. Third and goal. Tried to spin up towards. The goal line and number 15, number 52, Tyson Pirtle on the tackle. Interesting uh, interesting sequence here. Again, third and goal from the Bearden one-yard line as the Maryville Red Rebels go left to right. This would effectively, uh, again, make it a 17-point advantage pending a PAT. Uh, that would be huge for these Rebels. be interesting to see if they go a little rhino. They don't. They break the huddle. Uh, Clemmer still at the controls. Third and goal. He's going to quickly hand it to Gage LeDuc. Gage is going to pile his way in there, fall on his lineman, so he's still live. And they're going to say no game. Fourth and goal. Pirtle starts to tackle. Claybo, number seven, comes in and makes and cleans it up. Fourth and goal. And we're going to see. I don't see any, uh, any action there uh, to get the uh, field goal unit ready. Peyton Cooper, Caleb Graham, and Jacob Richmond will check into the game. I think here comes the hippo. 9:54 to play in this in this football game. Gage Ledoux, fourth and goal, is in a, is in the Rhino package. He's going to take the snap, little stutter step, goes left and goes into the end zone. Touchdown Rebels, and the Denzo scoreboard has just changed. Follows old dinner bell. Jonah Arms just clears that gap. Big touchdown for Gage. Well, what I love about it is his patience, his patience. As hard of a runner as he is, as physical as a runner as he is, he waits for his blocker to open that up. It wasn't a big hole, Ben, but it was a hole big enough you could fit seven in it, and he did, and he hits the end zone, and the Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebels 20, visiting Bearden Bulldogs 0. It will be Corbin Price to attempt the PAT. It is up. And it is good. The Denzo scoreboard now reached 21 for your Rebels, 3 for the Bearden Bulldogs. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Got a paint project, but your life is crazy busy? Let Keith Lane of Painter One Knoxville do it for you. Painter One is your first choice for all your painting needs. Paint really does have a powerful impact on mood, perception, and emotion. A warm, vibrant interior or reinvigorating outside walls? Trust Painter One. Exceptional customer service and communication. Two-year warranty and more. Renew your space. Renew your life with Painter One Knoxville. Online at PainterOne.com. Painter One is a proud sponsor of Maribel high school football going down till the sun comes up. and welcome back to the twin city certified in Maryville game of the week i'm wayne kaiser alongside ben metz and uh the the rhino package the hippo package i really need to figure that out but it's been effective all year long and it made the denzo scoreboard change right there and now reads your rebels 21 the visiting bearden bulldogs three and uh and, and ben this is a new ball game defensively continue to put on more steam and then offensively just take advantage of the, of the field you get yeah very efficient drive six plays 20 yards 238 time of possession it's going to be a coffin kick. It will be fielded by number seven for Bearden, about the 30-yard line, and he is going to try to get upfield, gets to about the 35, 
And that's where Bearden will set up shop first and ten, going right to left here on Jim Renfro. That was uh, number seven. Uh, that is going to be Cody Clough. Uh He's uh, listed as a safety, 5'9", 152-pound junior. Number 24, Matthew Covert in there on the tackle with multiple rebels. And down, down 18 points here in the fourth quarter. Bearden, uh, I expect them to start taking chances here. Parrott and shotgun formation, two receivers to the left, two to the right. He's going to have 23 to his right. He's going to look to uncork it. It is going to be nearly intercepted. That, that would have been Peyton Cooper's second interception of the night. Yeah, pass was intended on a post route to Sam Tummings. And Peyton Cooper just stays home in that linebacker position. He's, he's playing a zone coverage, and he's there to make the pick again. And I think he was really, he watched Tummins' eyes and knew the football was coming, turned his head, and just was able to get some hands in front of it. Now, make no mistake about this Drew Parrott. He's, he's, he's going to be an exceptional quarterback in 6A football. He's only a sophomore. Drew Parrott takes the snap. He's going to look to deliver it out in the flat. That's going to be Jason Thompson. He's going to quickly get it, get upfield, get across the 40-yard line. They're going to say up to the 42-yard line. Tries to get out towards the sidelines. Isaiah French does an excellent job, forces him to come back towards Peyton Cooper. Isaiah French has done well with that. He's, he's got that placement and that ability to push the receiver, push the tailback towards the middle of the field. It's going to be Parrott with a uh, an intended pass, and it's going to be swatted down as uh, looks like Frankie Diaz says, not in my house. Yeah, and he does the little victory trot and does the little, uh-uh, I don't think so, big big boy. <laughs> as uh, as Frankie Diaz saying big boy to anybody is a question mark because Frankie's a big old kid. True. Now Parrott's going to go all the way and talk to Coach Jones. Face-to-face action. It's going to be fourth down, uh, three yards to go. Ball will sit at the, the Bearden 42-yard line going right to left. He's going to have two receivers to the left, two to the right. 0 for 2 to this point tonight on fourth down. Parrott's going to take a three-step drop, wants to throw it. He's going to get it out to, to number 13. That's going to be Troy Beaufort, Tory Beaufort. And they are going to convert on fourth down for the first time tonight. You had a lot of cushion over there in the perimeter, number 85, Caius Watts, um, there on the coverage. He was ready for the tackle, but they just had a lot of cushion to get that first down over there. 8.45 to play in this one. Maryville leads 21-3 over the Bearden Bulldogs. An opportunity and a, and a berth in the quarterfinals of the 6A playoffs on the line. And the Rebels want it right now. It's going to be Parrott in shotgun. It looks like a little pre-snap movement, but they're not going to call it. Prashawn Brown is going to get the football on the little sweep pass. And he's going to get across the 50-yard line. They're going to give him the Rebel 48. It's going to be second down. Second down at about four. Yeah, Kais Watts flushes out that pocket. Ball's thrown out in the flat, and Peyton Cooper saw it all the way and made a nice tackle near the sideline. Yeah, I think at this point uh, the clock is not Bearden's friend. So really keep them in front of you. No splash plays. Just take care of business. Parrott for Bearden is going to stay in shotgun. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Preshawn Brown to his right. He's going to three, five-step drop. Now he's going to have to retreat, continues to back up. Now he's just going to chuck it into the Rebel sideline. And I think the Rebel sideline wants a little bit of uh, a 
little bit of intentional grounding. He was straight away, but I do think he, he may have been out of the tackle box, Ben. Hats off, hats off to Coach White. He brings the house. Nowhere to go for Drew Parrott. He's going he's gonna to get called for intentional grounding. Well, honestly, as far as he retreated, it's probably still less than if he would have taken the sack. Looks like they're going to lower the, the flag there. Uh, we're going to see if they get the call. It is going to be intentional grounding against Parrott, against Bearden. Now that's going to be a loss of down, so it will be third and a minute. It's going to be third and a good good distance. They're still walking this off. And we've got these digital sticks. I'm not sure. Do they got enough cable for this one, Ben? It's going to be what? third in Maryville College. Might have to make a call to Anderson Lumber Company tonight. <laughs> 7.58 to play in this one. 21-3 Rebel lead over Bearden. Again, quarterfinal berth on the line. Cannon Johnson's got an assignment on Sam Tummins on the far side of the field. Watch Tummins. So third and 30 once they uh, once they mark this one off. They they set up shop at their own 26. Parrott's going to take a three-step drop. Looks to uncork it. And looks like Hutton Jones wants it. Hutton Jones interception for the Rebel defense and turned them back. That's a huge play. Going to be another unsportsmanlike, possibly. Uh, a little bit of a chirpy, a little chippy action there. Uh, but multiple flags post-interception. Uh, I'm not sure what we're trying to corral here, Ben. Uh, these are just kids being excited to make a play. Yeah, and I think they're going to get a Darian Patton on that one. He shoved um, he shoved a Marable football player after the catch was made. It was a fade route. Uh, just underthrown and nice coverage by Hutton Jones. Yeah, Hutton Jones, like I said, uh, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play baseball, he should because he is a heck of a center fielder right there. Uh, but looks like it is going to go against. Uh, uh, it's going to go against Bearden, so I will retract my frustration. Uh, but Maryville will set up shop inside Bearden territory at the Bulldog 46-yard line, going left to right here on Jim Renfro. 7:51 to play. Rebels lead 21 to three. Quickly get to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be D.J. Burks and uh, Jax Kirby to either side. Gage Ledoux in, in the right hip pocket. He's going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. Gage tries to pick his way and get free, and he is going to rumble, get past the first down marker, and get down inside the 35. They're going to say down to the 34. It'll be a Red Rebel first down. A Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. It will be another personal foul against Bearden. It will be more yardage added to the Gage Ledoux run. He did a counterplay. He gets about five yards, and Tyson Pirtle grabs onto Gage Ledoux's hips. And let me tell you, folks, Tyson Pirtle's 288 pounds, and Gage Ledoux just takes him for a ride before he's eventually taken down. Yeah, it's uh, it was it, it's it is a full uh, it's full volume uh, when he's uh, he's in full gallop. It looks like after the penalties assessed, it will be at the 19-yard line of Bearden. That's inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. Uh, Maryville with a fresh set of downs, first and 10. It's like they're going to have one of the few huddles of the night. Not not a not a slow team. A lot of times runs in London's a little bit of tempo uh, to try to help personnel. But quickly, uh, they're going to break it. Clemmer will get to the line of scrimmage. They're going to have one receiver to the left, one to the right. Clemmer uh, with the... Uh, Looks like, yeah, that's going to be Price Davis with the handoff, and he's going to get straight ahead forward, get a yard, 
It's going to be second nine. Pickup of one for Price Davis. Looks like Gage Ledoux has checked out. Tried to cut back in between the center and the guard there. Kai Ironside was in on the tackle. Preshawn Brown in on the tackle as well. 6.50 to play in this this matchup. It's been a good one. Again, defensive battle for much of, of the first half. Uh, again, a 14-3 to halftime score. Rebels have added here in the second. Um, now lead 21-3. to But really, it's been the story of the defense for the Red Rebels, turning back Bearden when they've found the least bit of success. Clemmer and shotgun has Price Davis to his right. He's going to now give it to Price again. He's going to go off right guard, and he's going to squirt his way inside the 15 down to the 14, and that's going to bring up third and short. This gets tripped up a little bit by Preshawn Brown. Price Davis is a downhill runner, Wayne. He sees his gap, and he hits it. And a little shout-out as there's another quick huddle, a little shout-out to the student section. They've been live here tonight, the Rebel student section. It's a whiteout night. And uh, it's funny because a lot of them were painting up pregame, and I'm like, they sell white T-shirts. I don't understand. But I'm also not a high schooler, so uh, you do your thing, right? That's right. You do you, boo, as my wife would say. But Clemmer's going to take a shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to Price Davis. A little stutter snap. Price is going to get inside the 10. Needed the 9. And I think he got it. That right there might be an objection, Wayne. Tyson Pirtle. Looked like he took a swing. Well, we're going to see. Uh, he was uh, kind of locked up with, looks like, number 78, Blake Heckman. And, uh, yeah, there's a there's a Bearden Bulldog that's walking to the sideline. I think he may be done. Yeah, this is just, and, and you know, I think these kids, they've, they've poured it out tonight, not gotten the result they want, and their emotion is, is very high right now. It's going to be another personal foul against Bearden. It will eject the player. I'm trying to get the number of the player ejected. I think it's number 52. Is that right? Yeah, Tyson Pirtle. That is going to be Tyson Pirtle's uh, possibly. Let me let me see. Uh, he's a senior. That is going to be his final snap of his high school career uh, here at Maryville High School and then uh, for the Bearden Bulldogs. He's had a great career. He's done a lot for that Bulldog program. And just uh, just here at the end. Uh, knowing that it was near, he just he just kind of lost his cool. But again, wish the best for for him and uh, and really moving forward. 5:25 to play in this one as we count it down. Rebels again trying to check in a lot of different uh, different players to get some opportunities. Looks like we've got Cobble, uh, we've got Eli Cobble into the football game. Uh, looks like we've got number 10 uh, Dunford in at receiver. Uh, hasn't played that much uh, this season. And again, Price Davis with the controls. Clemmer's going to hand it to Price again. He's going to get in near the three-yard line. They're going to say they're going to say he was down at the four. So it's going to be a pickup of one second and goal. Uh, again, inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone, uh, really trying to to finish this one off strong with another El Himidor touchdown. Counter play. Kai Ironside makes the tackle. Wayne, I think if you ask Josh Jones, he will after the game. He would probably tell you that he's very frustrated that he's got players that are making these penalties late in a ball game, not showing that hey, you know, this isn't this isn't us. This isn't a definition of beard and football. Well, and I think it's poise, you know. And he's in year one as they quickly hand it off to Price Davis. The 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 sea spread and Price Davis rumbles into the end zone. Touchdown, Red Rebels! And the Enzo scoreboard has changed again. It now reads the Rebels 27 
And the visiting Bearden Bulldogs three. Makes a cut back towards the end zone and scores. Put a price tag on it, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's sale season as Price Davis gets it done, finishes it off, and Corbin Price will look to add the extra point. Again, Peyton Cooper will snap. Uh, Dunford to hold and Price to attempt. Caleb's going to have to get the snap down. He is going to get it down. The kick is up. And the kick is good, Ben. The Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebels 28. The visiting Bearden Bulldogs 3. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executives, and they can help with all your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. The Dwight Price Group. Call 888-SOLD, which is 865-888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The Dwight Price Group, the right home with the right price. And welcome back to Maryville High School, Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School, where your Rebels now lead the Bearden Bulldogs. 28 to 3. Kind of trying to keep an eye on this score. Science Hill is now a 10 point lead over Farragut in the fourth quarter. Winner of that game in four minutes, 18 seconds, will come to Maryville next Friday night. Six plays, 61 yards, three minutes, 33 seconds, time of possession, last drive. Corbin Price will kick this one away. Again, looks like deep for Bearden. Looks to be Beaufort. And I think number 17, number 14, I'm sorry, is going to be Keyshawn Mills. It's going to be a coffin kick taken. Uh, looks like by number 18, number 18 there. And they're going to say at the 40-yard line, that's where Bearden will take this one over. So that's going to be number 18, Braxton Evans. Starting to get some new players into the football game for the Red Rebels. Bryce Goins in on the line. Looks like Royal Curtis into the football game. Looks like he's going to play a little corner here tonight, finish this one off. 4-18 to play. Rebels lead 28-3. And quickly, Parrott's going to look to deliver out in the flat. Looks like they're going to quickly get it to number 23. And uh, who got his hand out there? That is a great play. I think that's Jack. Yeah, it's Jack Carter. Jack Carter, number 52. Number 23 had a full head of steam. I believe Jason Thompson for Bearden. And Jack Carter just got his pinky finger on his jersey and just enough to slow him down and stop him around midfield. It's going to be first and 10 Bearden. Parrott and company still out there. He's going to look to deliver it out. That's going to be Beaufort, and Beaufort's going to get wide. He's going to get past the first line of defense, down into Rebel territory, down to the 38-yard line. That's going to be another first down, Bearden. I think Royal Curtis was looking for a hold there. He didn't get it. Gets past Royal Curtis and eventually taken down by number 93, Zach Going. Looks like uh, some other Rebels into the football game. Dylan Mills into the football game there. Looks to be playing safety. The different uh, Rebels getting an opportunity here in the second round of the playoffs. Looks like Parrott's going to deliver out in the flat. That's going to be Thompson again, and it looks like Thompson's going to stay wide. He's going to get to the sideline, lower his shoulder, and pick up another Bulldog first down. That's down to the 26-yard line. It'll be Bearden's uh, third first down of this drive. 
3-21 to play in this game. 28-3 Rebels lead. Gets the ball out in the perimeter. Good read by Caleb Dunford to get down there and make that tackle. And looks like Maryville wants to take a timeout, just probably to get some subs in, trying to get some things tightened up. But with 3.13 to go, Ben, let's take one with them. Ali Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Well, I got a chance here. Let me clear my door. And welcome back to fourth quarter action here in the Twin City Certified in Maribel. Game of the week. Your Rebels lead the Beard and Bulldogs 28 to 3 hopes of uh, a couple minutes away from a quarterfinal berth here in the 6A playoffs. Parrott's going to take a snap for Bearden. He's going to look to uncork it. He's going to quickly get it out to the intended receiver. Trying to get the number. Looks like he's going to be short of the line to gain. He's going to bring up second and one. It looks like that is going to be pass was intended and caught by Darius Patton. It's going to be second and one. Again, I think Bearden trying to get some points on the board just to try to clean this up. Going to quickly get it out to Beaufort. Beaufort's going to get upfield. Going to get inside the 15-yard line down to the 11. So that will be another first down Bearden. I'll get a fresh set of downs deep in Maryville territory. Next play will be at the 11. Jack Carter makes a nice tackle in the backfield there. Looks like they're going to run Jason Thompson the distance here. Looks like Parrott's going to want to get him out in the flat. He does to the right flat, and he's going to try to get wide. And nothing doing. So he's going to get inside the 10-yard line, maybe down to the 7. Got to the outside perimeter. Royal Curtis out there to make the tackle. Little flip out in the flat to uh, Thompson. And looks like it's going to be second down, 6 to go. Now they're going to bring in Prashawn Brown. He'll be to the right hip pocket of Parrott. Three receivers to the left, two to the right. Now they're going to look to cut it over the middle. Beaufort is open. Beaufort makes the catch. Touchdown, Bearden. Just uh, just a little pitching catch there. Beaufort runs a nice little little route there on the hash mark and then cuts it to the middle of the field. Nothing you can do there. Just cut across his face. Yeah, the middle was exposed. He runs a five-yard slant, and it's there for the taking. 223 to play in this one, and the Denzo scoreboard has changed. Now your Rebels lead uh, Bearden 28-9, and looks like number 89 for Bearden. Daniel Kiney uh, will kick the extra point. And it is up and good. A uh, line drive, kind of hard kick, but it did go through. And now uh, now the Denzo scoreboard reads your Rebels 28, visiting Bearden Bulldogs 10. We'll take us a break. Listen to our fine sponsors when we come back finished to this uh this second round action you're listening to rebel radio 95.7 duke fm 
you can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And, uh, Ben, we've uh, we've had a good one on our hands here tonight, a defensive matchup that's really uh, it's brought the heat, it's brought the stress, but at the end of the day we're 2 minutes 23 seconds away from a berth in the quarterfinals where the winner of Science Hill, uh, Farragut, will have to come here to play your Red Rebels. Uh, but, but, Ben, one, another shout-out, again, uh, partnered this week with NFHS, uh, was able to help provide them some audio for their feed. Uh, been really uh, really impressed with the, the work that they've put in. Mike with NFHS has been great all week. Uh, and then uh, we've, we've made it work tonight. Now, I think uh, it's kind of a learning curve, but uh, we've been excited to kind of partner there. Yeah, there's been a group of people involved. Athletic Director Landon Harris, who does an exceptional job for not only this school, but for all the support groups. Um, so shout-out to Coach Harris as well. Yeah, and, uh, another special shout-out, the uh, cross-country team honored at halftime for making it to the state tournament. And looks like they're going to quickly try a uh, onside kick, and then it's blown dead. Kind of an interesting formation as the, the kicker runs past the football and the uh, the opposite guy was going to kick it away. And I think Bearden's really upset now because their their little fake play uh, kind of got exposed because they blew the play dead. Yeah, you showed your hand. You can't go back to it. Yeah, Kiney's looking at uh, Coach, and Coach has got his eyes squarely on Mr. Whitehead. Now they're going to set this one back up uh, again. Re-kick. Looks like there was a uh, looks like there was a penalty uh, after the touchdown against the Red Rebels because they have set up the, the kick formation on the Rebel 45-yard line going right to left here on Jim Renfro, uh, but looks like number 89 doesn't care about that. Uh, Daniel Kiney says I, I had this schemed up and you, you took it from me. Might go with the Sam Tummins kick right here. So we'll see if Kiney actually kicks it this time. He is. He's going to try to get the big bounce. It's going to stay low, and it is going to be recovered by the Red Rebels' own Cannon Johnson, sure-handed defender, sure-handed receiver. And then on special teams, why would you expect anything else? Yeah, he can make a play on any any side of the ball. He's uh, he's done uh, he's done it three phases tonight. Two twenty-one to play in this one. Rebels on offense. Uh, really uh, looks like uh, Bearden has all three timeouts should they choose to take them, but I think really uh, should be just a couple plays before this one gets to the books. Clemmer will be last one in. He'll bring the play in from the sideline, quickly breaks the huddle. A whole fresh set of different people. They're going to have Eli Cobble out wide right. Going to have, I think, Price Davis in the backfield with him. He, they do. They hand it to Price. Price going to go straight ahead forward. Across the the 35 yard line, I'm gonna say down at the 35. Pickup of two, second and eight. Price is so fast. If you don't get your hands on him right away, he's liable to slip away from you. Kai Ironside gets his hands on him and brings him down to the turf. 
What I like about uh, Price Davis, because, again, very young runner here, is his vision's very strong. He doesn't look of where the contacts come from. He doesn't do uh, typical young people things. He, he looks straight ahead, knows that he's got some strength and some power, and he just hits the hole and then just gets what he can get. And, and honestly, uh, as he grows, as he matures, that's going to pay huge dividends. Second down, eight to go, Clemmering shotgun. He's going to take the snap, hands it to Price again. Price going to try to go right side this time, and they're stripping at the football. But good ball security about Price. No gain. It'll be third and eight. Preshawn Brown gets in the backfield and makes that tackle on Price. Under a minute and a half to play, minute 20 to be exact. And, uh, again, Maribel not in any hurry uh, to take a whole lot of, lot of extra uh, speed here. I expect, uh, looks like, yeah, they've checked in a new quarterback. Uh, it's going to be number 16 uh, for the Red Rebels, Casey Cobble. So don't be... Uh, don't be surprised if we find a little cobble-to-cobble connection, uh, but maybe not enough plays to do it. Uh, under a minute to play, 51 seconds. Timeout, Red Rebels. We'll take a minute to give a shout-out to the Bearden High School seniors. Uh, Sam Nico, Preston Labaca, Bryce Chesney, Eric Little, Ethan Ford, Preshawn Brown, Aiden Parton, Nakia Winter, um, these kids have played an excellent game of football and have had um, a good career at Bearden High School. And uh, just our thoughts go out to them. And yeah. I hope I wish them the best moving forward from this game and, and hope all the success in the future. Well, and, and again, a, a shout-out to, to Coach Jones. This is this is year one coming to a close. Again, just a couple snaps away. Uh, but he's really changed the culture at Bearden High School. I, I think he's brought a, a tough a brand of football defensively. They've been able to do a lot of nice things this season. And really, I think the sky's the limit. I think they're going to grow uh, as they move into 23. And uh, you're going to see Parrott take another step forward. You're going to see some of those those young runners that we've seen take steps. And so, yeah, Bearden, Bearden's in good hands. And I think just, uh, you know, there's some emotion pouring out. Uh, but they're, they're, in a, they're in a good place. Fought their hearts out tonight. It's going to be it's going to be Cobble that's going to fake the handoff. He's going to call his own number. He's going to try to get wide. He is going to get wide. Pick up a couple, and he's going to come to rest at the 37-yard line. Pick up of two. It's going to be fourth and seven. That's what I like about Cobble. He's got good field awareness, makes a nice cut there. It's just Caden Douglas made a nice cut as well and met him for the tackle. It's going to be fourth and six. Gave him a, a little extra spot. And uh, 41.8 seconds uh, to play. Looks like there's going to be another timeout. Ben, let's take the last one with them. Lee Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage in Maryville. And, folks, it's finally fall. That means cooler temperatures, shorter days, high school football, and pumpkin spice mortgages and refis from Volunteer Home Mortgage. Rates are still at historic lows, and buying or refinancing now could lock in the lowest rates in decades. Call me and let's see how we can save you some money. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, 865-238-7500, or text VOLUNTEER to 33655, NMLS 1641325. And welcome back to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Uh, looks like on fourth down, uh, it's going to be victory formation here. Looks like they're actually going to punt this one away. 
and it is going to be Mr. It's going to be Price as he's going to kick that one away, Corbin, and it is going to be downed by D.J. Gillins, and they're going to give it every chance it can to run some more clock. And with 28.4 seconds to go, D.J. touches it, and that's where Bearden will get their last uh, last couple snaps here of 2022. That football had a wicked spin on it. It burned about two seconds off the clock before the officials blew time out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did have a wicked spin on it. Uh, I thought he was thought I thought uh, DJ was going to rub his hands and think it was a fire. He, <laughs> he had it going. But uh, uh, again, quick shout out to all our great sponsors tonight: Twin City Certified in Maryville, Stevenson Tire, Cody Knuckles, Pistol Creek Eats, REO Cheese Wagon, Painter One, Kitchen Tune Up, ninety five seven Duke FM, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Common Sense Pest Control, El Himidor Mexican Grill, the Huddleston Law Firm, Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage. Uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House and Denzo Manufacturing. Uh, they're on first down. Bearden will push the issue, uh, get it out to the right hash and beyond, and pick up, I'm trying to see, about seven yards there on first down. It will be second and three. Gets the ball out in the perimeter. Royal Curtis and uh, multiple Red Rebels over there to help make the tackle. It looks like that is going to be the receiver was going to be number six, Darian Patton. And uh, looks like uh, the last play of the game, uh, looks like Bearden is going to get it into Maryville territory down to the 49. But that is when the clock hits zeros. The Rebels lead. And Victoria's 28-10. to 10. Uh, Looking over here, just trying to figure out if uh, there's a play to be had. I think there's a flag. As uh, looks like coaches are trying to corral back the players. Get helmets back on, but uh, looks like maybe shook it off as uh, they're going to get the uh, they're going to shake hands and kind of go from there. The Rebels have been victorious here in the second round. Uh, a little odd sometimes, not the best of uh, hand signals, uh, but we have gotten to the end of this one. 28 to 10, the Rebels are victorious over the Bearden Bulldogs to advance to the quarterfinal round of this 2022 6A playoffs. Let's take us a break. Listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show right here, Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, pistolcreekeats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week, but Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue. And you can thank me later. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a first down to a touchdown. 
Craving some amazing eats today? Oreo Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blount County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke you will find your favorite. Follow Oreo Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at areocheesewagon.com. Oreo Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. Broadcasting from the HEP Electrical Studios, we want to be your electrician. We're WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7, Duke FM. Your home for Maryville Rebels football. Whoa, Nelly! 48 minutes never looks so good. This one will hit the record books as a big Red Rebel victory. Now, it's time to recap tonight's win on the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show. A full game recap, final stats, and updates from games around the area. Oh, yeah, and naming the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. I know who gets my vote. And welcome in to the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And, and Ben, uh, they've done it again. The red uh, field, the white end zones, as the, the players are very excited. Uh, again, advancing to the quarterfinals here in the 6A playoffs. They, I don't even know that they know yet. Uh, but looks like Science Hill will be coming uh, to Skeeter Shield Stadium. They knock off Farragut tonight. It's a 40 to 19 final. Uh, again, that was uh, that was uh, a big shock for us. Again, really expected to see Eddie Courtney's bunch uh, coming here to Skeeter Shield Stadium. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it's just the next game, and uh, they'll start prepping for that either tomorrow or Sunday. But a huge win tonight, men, uh, for the Red Rebels. 28 to 10 is the final. Um, but again. And stats tell the tell the story, right? 13 first downs for the Red Rebels, 16 for Bearden. But really, when they needed to, were able to bow the back and keep Bearden out of the end zone. Uh, rushing yards, 38 touches, 220 yards for the Rebels, 25 carries, 68 yards for Bearden. Uh, passing yards, 60 passing yards for the Red Rebels, 173 pass yards. For Bearden, really, that was their bread and butter. Uh, But total offense, 49 plays, 280 for Maryville, 57 plays, 241 for Bearden. So just efficiency more on side of the Rebels. Time of possession, very balanced, 23-47 for the Rebels, 24-13 for Bearden. Individual stats, Gage Ledoux led the rushing category, 27 touches, 199, and three touchdowns. Price Davis, seven carries, 16 yards, and one touchdown. Matthew Klimmer, two for 10, and Casey Cobble, one for two. Uh, Price Davis led the receiving category, one catch, 23 yards. Jax Kirby, two for 22. Zeke McCoy, one for 11, and Cannon Johnson, one for four. The leaders for Bearden, Jason Thompson, seven carries, 42 yards in the rushing category, and Ethan Ford, uh, five catches, 46 yards, and then Tory Beaufort, seven catches, 43 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, a couple of stats there that really hit home for me. You know, Gage Ledoux running for 199 yards rushing, rushing exceptional. Maribel, um two for two on fourth down conversions. On third down conversions, like you said, three of nine for Bearden. Um, you had the two interceptions that Parrott threw. So we talked about that in the kitchen tune-up pregame show. If we can get pressure on Parrott, cause some turnovers that may result in points. 
But I talked to you about that that fourth down stat because two of those fourth downs happened um, on their side of the field. So they they had opportunities to convert on fourth down and short yardage, did not do it, and Maryville capitalized on it. Well, and I think you look at it, the way the scoring breakdown happened, 28-10 to 10 on the scoreboard. It was a Gage Ledoux 64-yard scamper on play number one, uh, made it 7 to nothing. Uh, Daniel Kinney, or Kiney, a uh, 23-yard field goal, made it 7-3 to three, uh, in favor of the Rebels. And then it was really three big scores for the Red Rebels to put this one uh, out of reach. A Gage Ledoux 12-yard run, a Gage Ledoux 1-yard run, and then a Price Davis four-yard touchdown run made it 28 to three. And then Beaufort's seven-yard touchdown reception uh, from Drew Parrott here at the end of the night uh, to cap off scoring. But uh, a huge game here for the Red Rebels again. Not the uh, the dominant form of a week ago, but I think this is a learning. Uh, situation you were you had to adjust you had to make changes to the scheme you brought here to Jim Renfro field tonight to get this done you were able to do that the defense uh, turned back Bearden multiple times and uh, I think just really put themselves in a place to host a quarterfinal game with an opportunity to go to the semis again yeah, hats off to the coaches tonight. Josh Jones is a football guy. He's a former quarterback, so it was really fun to watch him scheme. It was fun to watch Coach Hunt, who's a former quarterback, scheme. Coach White makes some adjustments, bring the house on that one play that uh, Parrott got in the backfield. Six six defenders are in the backfield. They get the intentional grounding, the loss of down. Um, so hats off to the coaches tonight on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got to jump down to Chris. We've got a we've got a hard one on our hands to vote for our Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Game. But Chris uh, looks like an extended stay and a talk for Coach Hunt. But uh, looked like the guys were excited. Yeah, guys. Thank you, fellas. I was down here uh, enjoying the conversation. Uh, Coach message tonight was uh, enjoy tonight's win and um, enjoy the weekend. And back to Monday, it's a grind getting ready for Science Hill. And he told the guys proud of each other and every one of them well and i think sometimes it doesn't have to be pretty uh to be a win and, and an advancement here in the 6a playoffs so uh we're going to take us a quick break uh listen to these great sponsors and then when we come back we're going to get our smoky mountain axe house player of the game up here and talk to him about uh what tonight looked like but i think more importantly uh, what he's looking forward to next week we'll uh, we'll be right back you're listening to the 95.7 duke fm post game show right here on rebel radio 95.7 duke fm denzo manufacturing in maryville hopes you're cheering on your team denzo loves to cheer on their team and now denzo is adding even more team members immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts pay starts at 18 dollars an hour depending on shift and a high school diploma is no longer required that's right a high school diploma is no longer required so join the team today denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay as well as professional and leadership openings competitive pay paid holidays and vacation 401k health insurance on-site denso only doctor pharmacy and workout facility learn more at denzocareers.com slash get in the game join the denso team and start crafting your future today 
El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 1030. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 8 65681-6040. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston Law lawfirm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. And welcome back to the 95.7 Duke FM post-game show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, uh, uh, again, got some, uh, we, we have voted. We know who it's going to be. It's going to be Mr. Peyton Cooper. I think the, the pick down deep uh, to really turn them back to start with and then ultimately uh, the opportunity uh, to uh, to get the tackles and to be a part of a lot of different success there is why he's uh, he's going to be our Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the night or player of the game tonight. Yeah, Peyton Cooper has been the heart of this defense throughout the season. Um, he has 117 tackles coming into the game, eight of those for a loss, one sack. He got his second interception tonight. One of those was an interception for a touchdown, two forced fumbles on the season, two blocked PATs, and the previous week against Morristown East had seven tackles. So uh, excellent football all season long by Peyton. Yeah, and, and really uh, a, a big night uh, for, for a lot of people in East Tennessee. Wanted to jump to our, our scoreboard as uh, a lot of games have went final. Uh, looks like uh, looks like Oliver Springs going to move on. They knocked off Cloudland 35-12. to uh, Knox Central fell to Daniel Boone earlier tonight, uh, so their season has come to a close. Greenville uh, 58-28 victory over Gibbs. Uh, Science Hill upsets fair. I would say an upset of Farragut, 40 to 19. So they will head this way next Friday night to take on our Red Rebels. Alcoa beats Pigeon Forge, 42 to 20. Uh, Anderson County and Elizabethan, they're in a 30-24 matchup. Anderson County on top, minute nine seconds to go in that football game. Uh, Maryville, of course, beats Bearden, 28 to 10, right here. Knox West beats Morristown West, 68 to 14. Uh, and then Powell beat Walker Valley 48 to nothing, and then trying to get other games of interest. Uh, McMinn County, uh, right now a fourth quarter score, Oak Ridge on top of McMinn County, uh, 13 to 12, and then uh, Oakland right now uh, 24 to seven halftime lead over Lebanon. Yeah, hats off tonight to Coach Jones and what he put together uh, this season again. Wayne, you talked about it a little bit towards the end of the ball game. Bearden was four and six last year, um, and they they have done an exceptional job this season, be, being the same guys and just playing a different ball game, going going you know going to the second round in the playoffs. Um, so hats off to Coach Jones this evening. 
Yeah, need to take a quick break, get our Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game set up, and then when we come back, Peyton Cooper's interview right here on 95.7 Duke FM. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online. Smaxes.com. That's S M A X E S.com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. Yeah, you can hear me now. And welcome back to Maryville High School. I'm Wayne Kaiser and pleased to be joined by the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, Mr. Peyton Cooper. Peyton, congratulations, buddy. Great game tonight, and uh, you're the player of the game. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Uh, you, you've had a great season, really, all season. You've done some really special things. You, you do a lot of the small things that sometimes it's hard to make the stat sheet. Uh, you're, you're the snapper. Uh, you do a lot of things there. And then ultimately, I think people stay away from you on the defense. So, really, it's good for us, too, to finally be able to see you get the player of the game yeah. and be able to get up here. But, really, uh, how was tonight? Again, I guess kind of give us a glimpse there. Uh, what were you seeing from Bearden that allowed you to pick him off one time, nearly had a second? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was the film study. The film study really got to us. Uh, we hold each other accountable individually, and as a team, we do tons of it. Like, it's ours. Uh, so <clears throat> when they come out in the formations out there, we're able to identify them and run our plays. Uh, and that interception, uh, I knew there was going to be a slant, or it was actually a dig. Uh, I was just waiting on it. Throw it. it was good hands, good hands. Yeah. I know you're out there some when uh, Gage runs. Is it the rhino or the hippo? I just need to clear this up. I'm on I'm both. So there's two. Yes. There's both. I just call it the large animal most times. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you're out there a lot in that jumbo pack, uh, kind of the heavy package, if you will. Uh, I guess what, what – uh, you showed your your hand there, no pun intended, but you you're you can catch. Yes, sir. Uh, do you do you play? Do you do you like catching the football? Yeah, I love it. Uh, sophomore year when I moved here, I played offense the entire time. I played running back. Uh, it's been a while since I've played <laughs> offensively, but. We had a reception tonight and nearly had a second one. Uh, again, Paris is a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I think is, as a, a sophomore. Uh, he's really he's grown even in this season, yeah. so it's been really fun to watch him. But uh, I, I'm sure you found out it's going to be Science Hill next week, another team that you went to their place and got it done up there earlier in the season. They've got to come here to to the Skeeter. Uh, what are you what are you excited about? About I guess just moving on, and then what are you expecting out of the Hilltoppers? Um, I'm very excited to move on. You know, it's a surviving advance kind of thing. We're taking it one week at a time. We're going to treat Science Hill just like we did Bearden. Yes, we beat them earlier in the season, just like. We did science sale, but we're going to take it step by step. 
know, game film after game film, we're going to get after them. And defensively, really, since the second half of, of the Bradley Central game, locked in may be an understatement. So uh, right here we're going to sign this one off, Peyton. Again, congratulations. You've got a, a bag that has a water bottle. It's got your, your plaque there. Uh, it's got stickers. It's got wristbands. And you get the cool bag. Uh, nice. So uh, if, if they don't know, it's, it's not our fault at that point. But, uh, uh, but Peyton, you're going to help us sign this one off. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say at the end, if you're leaving the stadium or on the road home, take care, be safe, and go Rebels. And after I say that, just yell, go Rebels. Okay. All right, the Red Rebels have leashed the Bulldogs and sent Bearden home, ending their 2022 campaign, and that means a big Red Rebel victory. The Rebels improved to 9-3 and as the Bulldogs of Bearden High School fall to 7-5. and Final score for Maryville High School, Maryville 28, Bearden 10. As we look to finish up tonight's broadcast, let's take some time to thank all that make this broadcast possible. Thanks to the great administration at Maryville High School and athletic director Landon Harris. Thanks to all the sponsors that you've heard during the breaks. Thanks to Rebel Radio's mathlete, Mr. Ken Main, for the up-to-minute stats each and every week. A special thanks to Miss Laura back at the studio for getting us in and out of the breaks. But for Ben Metz, Chris Hibbs, Coach Christian Burns, and Peyton Cooper, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to Rebel Radio. If you're leaving the stadium or on the road home, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels. Go, go Rebels! Rebels! Get ends and then stack them. Don't let nothing distract us. Excuse me, Mr. DJ. Pretty girls get loud. Now let me hear you say it.